I'm Don Simpson, the creator of Megaton Man, Border Worlds, Bizarre Heroes, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Some bitch, I think that's a keeper. It's very strong. Oh, yeah, strong out the gate. Yeah, it's a good thing. Rambles around. Ah, looking around. Choo choo train. Yeah, I got the window open because it's in the uh, the 60s, so enjoying the little bit of weather. Didn't get the rain that they were predicting, whatever. Doesn't matter. We're all going to have fun. I like the sounds anyway, as long as they're not gunshots. We don't want that. But your, your neighborhood probably, we're not going to hear gut shots. No, no, maybe maybe some stabbings, but not. Okay. Stat- stabbings. <laughs> Man on the street. Yeah. Stab. Yeah. Sound effect. What is the sound effect to a stabbing? <laughs> like, we, <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock comics, episode 847. And I'm Vince B. Yeah, Captain Stabbin, I'm David A. Price. True, and I'm Jet Tila. Ooh. No. You're not. You're Jason Wood, everybody. Here on this pre-Easter episode. It's the lead-in to Oh, yes. The our most holiday. Yeah, the boring. Well, listen, if, if you're listening to this now, most people listening to this are probably it's Good Friday, so... Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, if you celebrate, oh boy, do we love you. But if you don't celebrate, we love you too. And you know who else loves you? Who? Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Damn right. Yes, because you have, we all have a comic book budget, right? We have a, a limited <laughs> amount. Unless you're it's ge- like, what yeah. the a budget. <laughs> well, <laughs> humble. Humility is a wonderful thing, my friend. Right? Yeah. Just Read it. Try, Google it. Try to be um, like the comic man for a <laughs> But anyway, we all have a limited amount of money we can spend on these comics. So who in their right mind wouldn't want to stretch that comic book dollar as far as it could go? Like maximum impact. Where do you go? You go to cheapgraphicnovels.com. I did a little bit. It took me exactly two seconds to do this. I did a little bit of a look-see. You fire up cheapgraphicnovels.com and what do you see? The first thing you see is the Adam Warlock Omnibus, right? You can get two color, two covers. Gil Kane, say it, David. Happy birthday, Gil. Happy birthday, Gil. And you can get a Jim Starlin variant okay cheap graphic novels has the adam warlock omnibus either version for 74.99 wow that's a good price because if you go over to amazon and look for the same thing guess how much you're going to pay at amazon 700 dollars. oh that's stupid you're going to pay because the list price on this puppy is 100 and a quarter so you're going to pay 100 dollars and 82 cents at Amazon. That's 19% off. So you go over to cheapgraphicnovels.com, they have it for 40% off, $74.99. I, who am not knowledgeable about the maths, even I know that that's double 
the discount. So that's just one example of which there are many. Go get yourselves to CheapGraphicNovels.com and stretch that comic book dollar. And while you're there, remember, you're going to place an order. After you place the order, you're going to receive a confirmation email. What you need to do, if this is your first order with CheapGraphicNovels.com, if this is the first order, you reply to that email and you say, Hey, Max and company, I have been referred by to you by 11 o'clock comics, and I want my free shipping credit for my next order. That's when you get the entire run of the Berserk Deluxe Edition from Dark Horse. Smart. Be smart. Be frugal. Stretch that money. Go to keep cheap <laughs> cheapgraphicnovels.com. One more time for the people who didn't hear at that time. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Go. We love them. You know, I, you know what I just put on my wish list over cheap graphic novels? Um, I don't know. The pre-order of the new printing of the Wade and Somni Daredevil Omnibus. Oh, yeah. Go. That's up there, too. For 40% off. I have a wish list. What happened? You didn't order it the first time? I did not because I was reading the issues uh, digitally, oh, okay. thanks to Wimmer. So I was, mm -hmm. but I don't, and except for a couple of issues here and there, um, I don't actually, no, and I was also waiting to uh, see if I was ever going to score the uh, artist edition, the slipcase with the script. Oh, yeah. Trade, so, but I figured maybe I'll, maybe I'll get this. It's all, it looks like it, it's, it's all 28 issues and the three-part crossover with Avenging Spider-Man and Punisher. So it's 60 bucks. I mean, shit, it's, it's not bad. There you go. See, even David saves at CheapGraphicNovels.com. Yep. I have a wish list, and the thing that tops it is the Ice Cream Man Omnibus. That's the first thing I'm going to order. That is I gotta get on this wish list thing. Wish. I, I have to I love the wish, wish list, list, man. Oh, I've got I've got so many things. I've got uh, yeah, I've got over about fifty items on it. See, that's then it's not Wait, a, really? That's not a wish yeah. list. That's like a freaking I want all this shit. Because then much, yeah. when you when you pop it open, I think a a wish yeah a whiff a whiff at hey, Were you pre gaming it? A little. A wish list <laughs> should be very tight very terse so you can see all of the things on the wish list because then if you got a scroll then it defeats the purpose right if you got a hundred things on there i'm not picking apart your 50 item wish list that's cute that's great sounds but like you are but that's cool i'm not i'm just saying like for me old man if i don't see the splay if i don't see the lay of the land i can't tell where i'm going i yeah. get you yeah yeah there you go but anyway and i know you can you 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 it's set up so that you can hide the out-of-stock items. So if I click that, it will end up just showing me 36 items. But I put pre-orders on the wish list. So do I. Okay. Yeah. High five. Because, yeah, because the Daredevil is at the bottom of this list and it's marked as pre-order. So, nice. Yeah. There you go. And there's, and there's Ice Cream Man second from the bottom. Woohoo! Boom. The world is right yet again. I am drinking. Oh, yep. Right. Name? I have never uh, consumed this never before, and it's really good. I, I just bought it on a whim, picking up uh, Mia from Wegmans. This was one of their featured, whatever, featured things. It is from 
La Bardada. It's a Spanish wine. Uh, Tinta de Toro from Jorge. Huh? Got some taint. Oh, from Jorge Ardonez selections. I think it got a 91 on that list that Jason pays attention to. Nice. Yeah. Um, there was a, 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 a pitch that's not on the bottle. It said okay. it said a little bit of uh, blah blah blah, a little bit of uh, I can't remember what exactly what it said, but uh, I don't know how to classify this. Is Tinta de Toro uh, the equivalent of Cabernet Sauvignon or a Malbec? Like I don't know what even this is. It tastes a little bit like a Cab, but um, it doesn't. It just says Tinto de Toro, so that's what I'm going with. I could chew with your expanded palate. Tastes Not, a little bit like cab. What the fuck, man? Who's it does been? take. It does taste a little bit like a cab, but it has like this after this thing on the back end that's like a little bit spicy, like in terms of um, I don't know. I, I have to drink more of it, and I'll be able to give you a more informed opinion. But there's a little bit of a musky kind of stuff at the end of it, and I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, according to uh, this this here, uh, it is a Spanish grape grown in the region of Toro, Zamora. It's been dates back to the ancient Romans, Vince. That's your me. People. That's my people. Your people. Yeah. yeah. We were. Uh, it says it is very. It's a resistant grape, resistant to winter ice and early maturation, mm. and it is a quality balance, mild acidity, intense ruby color, and delicate aroma of berry. Okay, then. I like it. Never had heard of it. So there you go. Teaching us all something. And it was not cheap. Well, it wasn't what I consider cheap. Seven bucks? Oh, my God. Less than 20. It was less than 20, yes. Right. That's That's really hurtful. It really is. Celebrating the Romans on Easter weekend. That's good. Nice. Go to the vomitorium, and after that, we're going to hit the the slapdick room. (laughs) Right. Hey, my people knew how to party. That's right. By the way, a a a a a, 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 a peaceful and calm uh, Passover to y'all as well. We didn't shout out the the uh, our Jewish brothers and sisters out there listening. It's true. Well, they're all. Yeah, I, to to I mean, I know over. he's not a celebrator, just like we're not celebrators of the. But it is. Uh, it is Passover. It began uh, in Wednesday night. So nice. I should get some matzo. So I'm um, relinquishing the the drink roll call baton to the next person. Take it. Nice. Well, I am I am drinking Schweppes grapefruit seltzer. Schweppes. Don't have work tomorrow. It's a holiday. No, I don't have work, but I uh, we're going to Florida, as you know, uh, next week. So uh, I won't have my Peloton. And while we have a gym there that I use, it's still not the same. So I got to give my baby extra time tomorrow. Like I can't have I can't have the wine in the system. Can't have it. Uh, Plus, I'm going on vacation, so I'll, I'm going to get the wine on next. You know, next week I'll be, you know, hanging out with my dad. My dad likes to, you know, he, he he's peer pressure wants me to have a cocktail with him. So you know, hanging out with pops, little pop. I, of oh, I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, buddy. Uh, I am. Um... He's enjoying, 
No, no, I'm having. I mean, I've I've got the bottle of water next to me. After I finish the rest of this, Jesus. Basil Hayden's Dark Rye. Nice. Oh, I got shit. to get some of that. You do. Yeah. It smells so good. It's now great. in PA, uh, Vince, will, can you yes. buy liquor at a grocery store now? Mm, yes. Oh, Wine. Nice. Okay. Yes. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, maybe four or five years ago, I would say no. But I was going to say, there, yeah, Jersey's off a cocktail that way. You can't, can't, you can't even get beer or wine at a grocery store. There have just, been a couple that have recently transformed huge corners into the beer wine. Uh, not hard stuff like you can't get whiskey, or, mm-hmm. or but you can get all you want of beer and wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Dude, I uh, I got together with some college buddies. Two weekends ago, yeah, I think two. It was the last weekend. I had time flies, but but um, but uh, a couple of them live in Delaware, and on their way up to, we were meeting up near Philly. A couple of them, I guess, rolled through Jersey on the way up to Philly, so they could avail themselves of the uh, legality of the of the of the cannabis. Oh, nice! And they brought a bunch of stuff there, and. Um, you know, they had like they had some edibles and whatnot, but then they had like uh, pre-roll, you know, like joints. Mm-hmm. And two of the two of my dudes smoked one of those. And these are not uh, novice, uh, you know, imbibers. They, you know, they, they've they've partaken in many many things over their lives, right? So they're not okay. like fr- they were fucking obliterated dude like like they they were zombies i mean they couldn't have a coherent conversation with us i was like damn that is some strong ass sativa that you got there i don't know what the hell you bought but it worked you guys you're you're sure they're not lightweights yeah very sure wow very sure i'm still waiting for them to legalize dmt then we're talking well, they, when we were in Seattle, you could have done it. Yeah, then the time, the the crime rate drops significantly once you legalize that stuff. All right, there you go. See, that's the, that's the solution. I know it. I just know it. Let's talk about comics before they hit the stop button. Yeah, can we? And I want to do a quick shout out of a comic related thing. Um, just at the start here, uh, the Comics Journal TCJ.com, for you noobs. Um, <laughs> They did. A, they dropped an interview this week. Uh, it was a day or two ago. I posted it in the Slack. But um, it, it, they did a feature interview with Chuck Rosansky of Mile High, and uh, it was it was wonderful. I mean, it was you know Chuck's always been an open book, but it was really fascinating um, and and very candid about his journey, the state of of the comics retail industry. Uh, it's just some really fascinating things, some things that, that I didn't know about the history of, of retailing and his journey. Um, uh, certainly, understandably, he spoke a lot about his, his um, advocacy for uh, really pushing for LGBTQ. You know, he has events at, at Mahan stuff. And also he is he is, uh, you know, he he um, he does like 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 trans like burlesque shows and stuff like he he has a you know he he has an alter ego himself and and uh he talked about like how devastating that was for their business for a while but then how it ended up being ultimately like great for the business like it was terrible at first i think he said they lost ten thousand clients when he came out wow, Jesus. um <laughs> but he said he's more than made up for that with with opening new avenues and 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 pe- particularly people that are 
uh, in the LGBTQ community, you know, becoming like, you know, becoming patrons of his and, and, and becoming like, so like, it's just very fascinating stuff. And, and, and also like, I, I still think of mile high as this just money center, you know, this like black hole of money making and, and he, and I have to take it at its word. I don't, it's not like I'm auditing him, but he said that uh, if it weren't for fun, co pops, they would have had to close the doors the last few years. Which just just floored me, right? Because this is a guy that's got the largest back issue collection in the world. Like, yeah, so. um, you know, those are necessary evils, right? I mean, I mean yep. for a lot of um, comic shops, it's not comics that actually drive the bus; it's the yeah. the, the cards or the pops yep. or the yeah. Yep. It's a, so I'm what I'm guessing is that Mile High is the anti Lone Star. Yes, they actually talked about that. I I, I should have. I apologize. I don't I don't have the um, the interviewer. It was. It was one of those deals where it was like question answer published interview type of a vibe. Right. But uh, he he actually brought up um, the the fact that that Lone Star is the other long standing uh, retailer and that they're you know he's very conservative mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 then you to know, say Chuck, the least yeah yeah right and 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 uh, you know Chuck I mean he 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 addresses that I mean I, I he he didn't like blow the guy up I can't think of the guy's name uh, offhand Buddy Saunders that's it Buddy Saunders yeah. Um, but you know, but he obviously has divergently different viewpoints on the world than Buddy Saunders. So. Yeah, I get a kick out of the the Lone Star uh, newsletter that that comes. The, you know, the My Comic Shop thing that comes. I used room. to be I used to be sla- I used to be sla- uh, slavishly a reader of that back in the day when I bought back issues a lot. But I haven't read it in years. Yeah, it's it's a yeehaw, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but that's okay. That you know, um, in a way, it's probably they probably are, are like the. Uh, the red and blue, right? Like, like, the, like. I'm I, sure. I wonder if progressive yeah. comic back issue buyers give Chuck their business, and 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 the the, the Trumpies give give Buddy their business. I, I wonder. I, I, you would you would think, right? I mean, it just makes sense, yeah. right? Because now we're so concerned about scrutinizing uh, businesses and who runs them that, um, yeah, I'm sure those who find that important would know to go to either one of them so yeah yeah that's i think that's great it's uh, to everything there is balance hopefully right mm-hmm. and this is a nice way of leveling the playing field if you want to yeah. think what you think and you know let your money do the talking that's good yeah like i said it's, it's a great interview uh chuck's not in the best health um they actually opened the interview by saying that it was done in the middle of march while chuck was still uh, convalescing from a blood a, a, a brain bleed um, Jesus. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I don't. Hopefully, he'll make a, a full recovery. But, you know, guys up there in his age and stuff. So, uh, he's definitely an institution for sure. Yeah. You know, I got to go read that. Thanks for pointing it out. Mm-hmm. Nice. So let's talk about comics. Let's do it. Yeah, I think we need to at least drop a couple of um, karma bombs on our friends, right? Okay. Be- because. Um, Last week was it? Local Man Two came out. Yes. And um, we had a couple of things right in terms of what some of the uh, the more sly, uh, subdued elements of the first issue actually meant that our boy uh, Crossjack was in fact tapping that ass, and that's what led to the whole. Uh, team disillusion him being bounced and and uh, i think one of the more um it's like tony woke up 
one morning and just knew how to make comics. You know what I mean? No, seriously, I'm not being an asshole. I'm just saying that Tony's comics were really good. Uh, and then then suddenly he's, you know, the the gear locked into the, the tooth, locked into the gear thing, and it just, boom, everything just started firing. The, the, the scene with Hodag's mother I thought was brilliant. Yeah. J- Jason? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of uh, trying to process your point about how he woke up and learned how to make No, comics, I'm just but... saying, like, Tony was always very good at what he did. But it seems like the things that he's been expelling the past five years, right, have yeah. just been like, what, like, are you are you taking a supplement? Like, what is it? <laughs> well, I, it, I'm, and I'm sure the next time uh, he comes on the show, he can speak to it. But I would imagine part of it is just maturation and yeah, that's what I right? said, right? Like, yeah, just yeah. being have, having done it so long that you know you you've you've expelled those two thousand bad pages, or uh, yes. in this case, two yeah. million two million bad words. But now you're 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 firing on all cylinders. I think the the fact that the mother actually wasn't antagonistic, right? Yeah, no, towards she, she Jack. Didn't, she didn't blame him. Yep. No, mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, you know, you were cool because um, you you treated him. He was your arch nemesis, but you treated him with kid gloves. Like I, I always go back to the Warner Bros. cartoon where the the characters uh, fight like cats and dogs, but they punch the clock at the end of the day. It's like, hey, see you tomorrow. You know, yep. we're, we're, we'll go home and then come back and they punch the clock and then they're fighting again. Um, and uh, no, I, and, and I love that she thanked him for um, <laughs> for uh, banging um, the, the white. Captain, uh, what's his name? The uh, Captain Camouflage or whatever his uh, his uh, squeeze. So that's that's good. It's 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 a neat twist. And I didn't see it coming where, you know. I, I thought it would all be all fire and brimstone. It's like, oh shit, she's gonna meet Hodak's mom. Stuff is gonna go down. She's just giving him hugs mm-hmm. <laughs> and drawings. Yeah, I, I I like the little nuances too, like the way he, he thinks that he and Tim and we have to give Tim credit too. I mean, they co-write it. Sure, um, but the like the when the drone is following him, and all of a sudden, like the mom just like says that code. Yep. And she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, like she knew how to storm the, the drone, like without it, with the quickness, which I thought was like, oh, that that's a neat little touch, you know, like just little things like that. So, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it's great so far. It's, and it's, it's two, two issues in. And I, I like you said, I think and I, I, I always wonder with the with the collaborative process when when you've got creators that, that and I think at least historically have done very different kinds of comics. But uh, so far, so good. They seem to really have a good vibe. And I know we asked Tony about that when he was on a few weeks ago. So. Not breaking any new ground there, but it definitely right. does feel like it's it's a pretty cohesive partnership so far. Yeah, but but it, the, the the information drip is very subtle, right? We find out why Hodag was as childish and, um, as he was is because that Captain uh, Camel Crusader beat the shit out of him to the point where. Uh, it, it it infected his 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 mental you know uh, state that uh, yeah. and that he he turned ch- childlike and it's so it, it, I like it that it's not the stepping stones like you have to do a little bit of work to put all the pieces together for this uh, and I think that's really neat where it, it's playing out like a, a really tightly written um, 
episodic thing on on TV, which I, would be nice if this gets option two because I'm seeing Showtime all over this. Your lips to uh, Tony's checking accounts ears. Well, yeah, and the art's really good too, even though it is Tony and Tim. Hmm. I guess Tim's doing most of the heavy lifting on this, but no. Still. <laughs> Well, I was wondering that. I had thought that it was going to be 50-50 visuals, but no. so far that hasn't been the case. No, it's no, it's, it's mostly Tony, and then the third-gen stuff is uh, Tim. But but is that going to switch at some point? Are we going to have issues where where the back the the back matter, the '90s era stuff, is the majority of the book, and Tim draws most of it? No, who knows. We don't know. You would think of all the people that do comics podcasts, we would be the ones that have that answer, <laughs> since Tony's pretty much our fourth, our fourth chair. But uh, we don't have that answer, so there you go. Yeah. Well, I think he said something along the lines where you know it's gonna, it's fluid. Like whatever the stories uh, dictate, that's what's going to happen. Uh, and depending on both of their workloads, I'm guessing if Tim has stuff on the back burner, he's not going to be able to draw the whole issue. That story's going to have to wait, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it's a wonderful book, and I like the Shadowhawk appearance, cracking spines with Shadowhawk. Like that's <laughs> Todd Knock. That's so nineties. It is for sure. <laughs> and of all artists to do, like you would never, I would never expect like Knock to to draw a a lot of what Todd draws is you know uh, the good stuff. But yeah, the <laughs> Spider Man. Everybody's always smiling. It's just, it's always bright. Like I never. I would never associate. I would never think to associate Shadowhawk, somebody who just goes around handicapping people, uh, with with Todd. So it's it's neat to see in in, in this in this setting, knowing that you yeah, know, it's, it's kind of that's the fun of it is they they got knocked to be not yeah 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 first of many. It's so good. Good job, Tony. Keep it up, uh, and then we'll let you come back if the book starts to suck. It's been nice knowing. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, uh, while we're in the uh, while we're in the business of uh, of of sending flowers to friends, uh, I will do a quick shout out for Ultra Fugu versus Fugamera. Yep. Have you read that yet? Not yet. No, I didn't. I, I actually didn't even order it yet. I got to get on that. I know. I wait for them to stack up. Like I don't. Okay. I won't. Well, <laughs> uh, this this is. Uh, I got to. Cameron has been very prolific. He's definitely getting it done. Uh, yes. But this is a single issue uh, written and drawn by him. And uh, for those that are at all familiar with the stuff he's been doing with Clusterfucks, uh, Fugu's like, you know, I don't know what you call it, his his icon, his mascot. Like, I don't yeah. know. It, it's, no, definitely yeah. a mascot. Yeah. yeah. It's like a mascot. It's like a puffer fish. It, or maybe it's not like it is a puffer fish. It is a puffer uh, fish. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and he just. Has silly fun with it. He 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 tells a story where uh, Fugu the puffer fish is is the is Ultraman, <laughs> and he has to fight a, another Fugu puffer fish that that morphs into uh, into a kaiju, and uh, it's just a you know a love letter to Ultraman kaiju movies and and with with puffer fish. It's just it's great. It's fun and silly and ridiculous and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess you have to be in on the joke, but it's 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 not too hard to get in on it, and uh, I thought it was terrific. So no, it's the, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's totally um, it's one of those idiosyncratic things that you can't really separate it from the person. You got to know. I would think that's fair, right? Because to be yeah. fair, I mean, and Cameron be the first to say like he's not a cartoonist, right? Like this isn't 
like the, you know this is this is very raw like sit down and draw it because i want to draw it not like you know i agree like 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 if i didn't know who created this it might have passed over my glance but knowing him and and knowing how much love he has for the source material and a sense of humor i think it's great so right, right yeah i have one more uh friend bomb to drop um and i have to uh full disclosure i have no plans to read this book zero in fact i probably won't but it is drawn by one of our good friends and i did uh peruse the book and it looks wonderful it is uh dave wachter Yep. Just uh, did the just first through it. first issue of Planet of the Apes. Like yep. I don't want to read a book in in reboot continuity. Uh, it just doesn't oh, it doesn't okay. make a whole lot of sense to me why they would discard all of the visual richness of the the original movies in favor of just the bland stuff that that they cooked up with. The, I mean, I, I I think the reboot movies are are good enough, but they're not the OG Planet of the Apes. They're just not. Nothing's going to compare to that. Uh, Warts and all. They're not the best movies in the world. But... You know, just the 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 arraignment of the gorillas and the 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 look of the orangutans and the lawn giver and the 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 carved out um, huts and stuff. There's a there's an aesthetic to Planet of the Apes that is not present in the the reboot, and and that's my bread and butter. Like Mike Plug and and the OG Planet of the Apes, that's the some of the best stuff ever in comics. And I love the fact that Dave is drawing Planet of the Apes. I just don't want to read it. Mm-hmm. But but like I said, I did look through it, and his art is amazing in this book. He mm-hmm. does he does the 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 writer, which I think is David Walker. Is it? David yes, Walker. David, yeah, Walker. David Walker. Yeah. yeah, he he does some proud. It, he, he, uh, the it Arthur looks Arthur. it looks great. It looks wonderful. It's Dave Wachter, and it's 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 just uh, electric. But mm-hmm. I don't want to look great. Well, I read it. Because I don't have the uh, okay, the uh, I don't have the uh, preclusion to the newer stuff. In fact, I love the the, the reboot movies quite a bit. Um, so yeah, but like you said, this is exactly that is a comic based in that universe, uh, and and a good chunk of the first issue is essentially recapping the uh, the origin from the movies. Um, so if you've seen the movies, you it's going to seem very familiar, and then it it goes in in. Just the last few pages are sort of the introduction into what the the new, at least the first arc will be about, which is which is not something we we saw in the movies, but is definitely part of the same continuity. It's you know same 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 visual. It's the same apes, right? It's the same primates. It's 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 definitely like a direct. It fits into that timeline. I'm not sure whether the story we're introduced to here where it fits in in all the movies because I'm pretty sure it has to be between the movies. Just based on the where they're located, like I'm assuming it's 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 not like after the third movie, but um, but yeah, like you said, Wachter looks great. David Walker's an excellent writer. I mean, had the good fortune of uh, you know we had that bit of root panel at uh, Heroes last year, and obviously he was part of that. But uh, yeah, so I think it's a great creative team for sure, and and uh, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. You know, I'm not I wouldn't character myself as a huge Planet of the Apes fan, but with that with the creators involved, I had to give it a try. So yeah, it worked for me. I mean. Um, now I will say to your point, Vince, about like why did they do the modern stuff? I mean, it's it's one of the more interesting things about the book is right on the top left in Disha, it says twentieth century films. Right. So it's clearly 
uh, like, like clearly 20th century is trying to build their own brand as an IP factory, right? Like, like it's, it's, it's not a Marvel indicia. It's a, yeah. Cause even on the is, bottom, it says in association with Marvel, it's a completely different trade dress than their usual. Company. Yeah. So, so it's definitely almost, yeah, it's, it, it was, a, it was really weird. It was actually kind of jawing, drawing, jarring to see that 20th century logo at the, on the top left. But, um, but uh, but but that aside, uh, you know, I don't know if they have more films coming or if they're planning on trying to do a TV show. I, I don't know if 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 that's why we're getting the timing here, or it just so happens that Marvel got the license back and figured why not. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, Marvel really is embracing the licensed comics again, huh? Like they're mm-hmm. they're doing you know they're doing the Alien and Predator. They're they're doing this. They obviously are. are they had the Conan, although that that didn't last. But it seems like you know, and of course they're putting out just an absolute. Just a metric ton of Star Wars books. Yeah. Now, I guess again, that's not really licensed per se, in the sense that it's all the same company now. But, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought the I thought the issue was really good. I mean, I, I, that's why I put it on my list. I, I, I had low expectations because it's it's not like Planet isn't my thing per se. But, but I definitely thought they 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 made the first issue plenty enough accessible and engaging to someone that might have waltzed in curious about the property without having maybe seen the movies or know much about it. So, yeah, I just wish that with all the variant covers, with all the covers available that, uh, that Dave would at least get to do yeah, seriously. one of them. But it's just, yeah, they have Kosara doing the main covers, which is yeah, interesting. That's a, I mean, that's, I, I, I typically am, I, I would rather see the interior artist, Mm-hmm. do the cover generally but i mean all the promotional work so many covers i mean he i mean he, yeah the main cover artist is is Sarah, like you said but i mean i'm looking at the venerates and you've got you know laroca and macone and 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 knock again and and they're brought back a tusca from the vault so i mean they've just they've obviously got so many artists around but you know let's let's i'd, I'd love to see dave on a cover but maybe um, maybe dave didn't want to do the cover maybe maybe he didn't yeah. although I'd, I'd find it hard to believe that they would turn down work like that but uh we'll see we'll have to ask him mm-hmm. um one other friend though this one amused me because uh the shop actually had this variant left and joko's not sure if he's going to sell it because he's just so impressed and amused by this cover for uh this variant cover for batman 134 it's the april fool's cover and it is drawn by tom king ah interesting I, I think you need to put like drawn in quotes there. Say what? <laughs> you need to put drawn in quotes there. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's thick figures. There's, yeah. There's a cityscape in the background, but it, it's uh, it's typical Tom King con signed yeah. cover where, you know, he says, I'm sorry, and, and he's just, he does a little Batman doodle, and, and this time he's got Robin on it, and he even, even draws the logo, but it is, it's, it, it's music. It was, it, it was a good week to be impressed by our friends. It's true. We're always impressed by our friends. We are always impressed by our friends, but I mean, in, in full force this week, apparently. Yeah, the Armada. How about that? You had us. Uh, you gave us a homework assignment last week, Pence. I did. Yeah. And I, uh, as far as the first issue goes. I was. Uh, I will be checking out the second issue for sure of uh, the ambassadors. You kind of have to. I mean, it's it isn't it. Uh, uh, um, it's not a weekly thing, but it's every other week. I think. 
They're, it's definitely not monthly. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, because number two comes out next week. Okay, there you go. That would be weekly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, I think it's, uh, I like the fact that everything you need to know about the book, uh, to a point, is like right on the cover. Eight billion people, six can have superpowers. Yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's it's 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 kind of brilliant. In in there there are wrinkles. There are other um, superpowered beings in here, uh, other than the one that is uh, granting the superpowers. But uh, I thought the book was in in terms of a hook. If you get Frank Quitely to lead in with your first issue, okay. Um, I'm I'm locked in for the rest. What did you guys yeah, think of the book? I, the whole, I mean, it's, we start off, it's 1986, we're, we're introduced to a, uh, a, a, a simian-looking chap who um, is obviously enhanced, who has powers, and, uh, and if, you know, Frank doing typical Frank work, there's no, you know, you're not, you're not getting, you're, you're really, you're not getting speed lines, you're getting the after effects of what happens after the motion has has stopped. I, I I love that. I you know the the, the truck is in midair. The dude is like you know face first against the windshield. It's 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 a great looking page, and then you uh, fast forward to the present day. You got that whole sci fi effect with 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 this island, this city on an island in in the middle of nowhere, uh, and you don't you don't know what it means because it just it just goes away. It go, you've got these people who are flying over it, and and then they just they wake up, and uh, I thought it was a neat twist with the person um, granting the powers uh, is of course imprisoned, or are they? But it is. It's just. It's I. It. It's clever. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's Mark Miller that that really you know saying clever that probably shouldn't be too surprising, but. Uh, for a long time, I felt that uh, there was is more more style than substance for me with with Miller and uh, and whether it's just it's it's age like like it is with Tony or if he's just you know if 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 the ideas the subject matter he's tackling is uh, is a little different or he's 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 tackling that subject matter differently than he would have like if he decided to write something like this 20 years ago how different uh, would it probably be packaged and, and presented but uh, I just I Miller quietly it, it's it's a solid team and and it's just uh, the, the drama with the ex-husband I just I'm I really there's enough here where it 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 kind of has its hooks in me, and but by the time I get to the end of the issue, I'm not uh, I'm not like well, okay, I, I I either I can guess where he's going, or I've seen all I need to see, or this isn't for me. It, it, all the boxes were kind of ticked here, and and it's everything kind of just had me nodding in agreement as I'm reading it. And and I I kind of just want to see even if I don't make it to the end, but just to see how how we progress. I I, I got to see this next chapter. I got to find out about this dude at the bar who basically destroys everybody who's 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 coming for him. It's just they're they're just Frank's art is 
is amazing, and and I, I guess he's getting paid twice because uh, he, he he his alter ego is credited as the colorist. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, what's not to love? I mean, this comic is. Uh, there was no way I was going to love this comic. I mean, I I have I I really do enjoy Mark's work. Uh, I just think he's been on a roll doing these miniseries for a long time now. I can't think of one offhand that I didn't enjoy in at least in some level. Um, and like you guys said, I mean. It's been a minute, dude, since we saw Quietly draw a comic, so I just like sopped it up. I mean, I if, if anything, it, it looks so great that I it makes me sad that we're only getting the issue. I just, I, you know, more, more power to him. I assume he's well enough off financially that he's just living his best life and doesn't want to have the grind of drawing comics on a regular basis. And more power to him. Like I salute him, but from a purely selfish standpoint, I yep. really wish he needed the money. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I I just love the guy's work so much. I just. uh you know, and it's like seeing it again, kind of like reopen that wound. I'm like, oh, I'm like, damn, I'd love to have some, some quietly on the regular. But um, yeah, this series is just great. I mean, because it's it's, you know, it, it's Mark working with just stunners. I mean, we've talked about it before, but Carl Kersel's next issue, and then Travis Charest is fucking in third issue, which I'm really excited to see. I hope I mean, that issue's done. I know. I think uh, it is, though, from I what I understand. Like third issue, because it gave him enough yeah. time to kind of just... Uh, I mean, when's the last... I mean, honestly, when is the last time Travis drew an interior? I, I, I... Metabarons. The weapons of the... I think it's called oh, uh, yeah. Weapons okay. of the Metabarons. Yeah. So what, how long ago was that? Oof. Jeez. Um, yeah. At right? Le- at least uh, 10 years. Yeah. Yep. And then Quapel, uh, who's a frequent collaborator of his... Fourth issue, and then uh, Matteo Buffani is fifth, and then my boy Teo Scalera is the sixth and final issue. So, like, that's just a murderer's row, you know. And I, and that's yeah. the but uh, killers. Yeah, no, I, I loved everything about it. I mean, I, I, I the book was it was it was violent and it was clever. I just I just thought it was a great start. I think it's subversive too. It's a very subversive book because the the Doctor Chung, the lead, supposedly the lead, um, she's in. So we're we're led to believe that uh, by what she accomplishes that she's Reed Richards level smart. Yeah, Where yeah, we can... didn't right, we didn't set it up in this world. Basically, the 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 world thinks they're superheroes, but it's kind of like the nuclear arms race. There really aren't superheroes, but even though the world thinks there's been a Superman and other superheroes, it's been uh, kind of getting back to our book of the month a couple weeks ago. It's 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 really more of just a purely a a. Uh, misinformation campaign by the U.S. government to have the world think that they have superheroes as a deterrent, and um, and it just wasn't true. And then and then now suddenly, and it's this in the this is the task at hand. This this Doctor Chung is is she has figured out how to have and to give superpowers to people, and, right. and now that she's hitting the fan because the U.S. always thought that if and when that ever happened, it of course because we're hubristic would be a U.S thing and it's not another well, look at watchman dr manhattan works for america right like yeah, that's no, the whole conceit well like, again right it's all an analog for the nuclear arms race right like right we, exactly we, we co-opted great minds from around the world including our own enemies geniuses and 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 managed to get them to work on the ultimate killing machine so yes but the the fact that she commits all these wonderful acts from a prison cell <laughs> that's kind of neat including or, killing herself right well that she she yeah. she replicated her body and yeah. and infused it with um her consciousness so there was actually 
two instances of her at the same time. And then the, mm-hmm. the one in the prison cell just, well, okay, I'm done with it. I don't need this body anymore. Kablam, dead. But the the, we're not, the reason why I say subversive is that um, it, it it reveals or, or it revels in, in things that just wouldn't happen. Right, like she's at a, uh, she she enters, she makes a grand entrance into this this um, gathering, and right from the audience, you, you hear somebody say, "Jesus H Christ!" Like that, that would, that doesn't happen. Like that, to focus on that as, as like the uh, an actual dialogue balloon in that <laughs> it's just, and and the thing that really really got me, she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna give out." All of these superpowers, a la Willy Wonka, you know, I'll, they're there for those that are nice enough. And and the the president goes, "That's terrifying." <laughs> like that, she's <laughs> she's not selling it to the highest right. bidder. Like, how dare she be benevolent with it? Giving it away, that's terrifying. Yeah. Like that is the real world, but it's it's a it's a, a take on the real world that we don't really like to. To revel in, like it, yes, it does happen, and I'm sure more often than we care to admit. But it's just, you know, turning guys' penises inside out, and and then that's a rough way to go. That is a yeah. not only I mean, shitting their pants wasn't enough. No. No. We're going to turn your 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 tallywhackers inside out, and then you're just going to be squished like a like a grape. Where you're, I love that that panel but it is it's it's extremely violent like it's yeah. just peck and paw bullshit uh, i love it mm-hmm. but no i thought it was like like dap said i want to know who this guy is in the bar um and but the another th- exciting thing is to uh see all of this established um fictional reality in the hands of someone else like that's going to be cool to see how next you said Kershaw's next, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see how Carl picks up the baton and runs with it? And I, I think it's going to be a really uh, a big treat. Not only the story is engaging, but to have all these powerhouses working on this, that it's uh, it's really smart. And I'm guessing this is just going to be this uh, six issues or five issues or whatever it is six. is six is going to be. Uh, just the opening salvo. Like, we're going to get more of this. It's a shared universe. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, Miller's certainly prolific, right? Um, in fact, he advertises uh, his new book with Pepe Larraz in the back of this one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and he's still, uh, you know, he's still churning out the, um, yeah, no, he's, he's he seems like he's good for two or three series at a time. And you always say that image is like a, you know, a, a bouncing ball. Sometimes it bounces up. And sometimes it descends to hit the floor in order to propel itself back up. And lately, I mean, I looked at my pull list for the the new previews. I have like fourteen image books on there. Wow. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like the last few years, image has been kind of on a constant roll. I just, uh, I like, so I don't, I don't know if there's something systematically different now or, or what, but. Uh, when I do like the previews videos or looking through previews, I mean, like I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm buying 50 plus percent of what image is putting down. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, easily with hat, with glee. And, uh, and I just, I can't say that for anybody else. I guess I could say the same for Fantagraphics as well, but, but that's, well, a little, yeah. it's, it's a different vibe. It's a whole, it's not, not quite the same. The risks are different with Fantagraphics. Yeah. yeah. 
But the cool thing about it is um, actually buying the, the singles where I can peruse the first issue on the spot as it comes out and then turn to the guy behind the counter and say, yo, Dave, lock me in for this. I want them all. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I mean that you do that just because we get the, you know, obviously we, it's no secret we get image books from image to read digitally. So, yeah, and, and that's just as beautiful for me because I can, you know, pretty much I'm sure you guys have said like I, I read almost every at least I read the first issue of like every image series because we get it for free. And then and then I read the, you know, the stuff I'm enjoying. I continue to read and then I don't have to double dip for the inevitable collection and I can buy the collection. Right. So. So what was the consensus on um, the O-Ramas that it's got to be three? I don't know if I can co-sign on that. that, that dude, you don't have to. Because right now. Pair, dude. There's no O-Rama with two. Why? First so, of all, we're a trio. And O-Rama's like, we get around. Wait, like we all, we all did it. It was like a thing. Oh no, no. See you're you're thinking that because we all have to comment on something to make it a no rama? No, 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 but it has to be at least three. Like you we could have a fanographics O Rama theoretically if like you talk about three fanographics books. Like that would be okay. But we can't have a fanographic rama if I talk about, about a fanographics book and Dab talks about a fanographics book and you don't and you don't have anything to say about either one. That's not a no rama. So right now uh, the way it's looking, I got an image orama from local man and the ambassadors. Uh, no, no, it's uh, not an image orama no. yet. But but I mean, the night is young, right? I mean, well, I'm just going to have to add something to make it an image orama then. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That you that image orama Vince, blood stained okay. teeth. Not, re- go. not reading it, but go ahead. No, but he is. I know he is. So there's your third book. It's nice. <laughs> it doesn't have to be you doing the Orama. Oh, it's all about me, though. Of course. Well, yeah. it yes. always is. Yes. Yes. Talk on it. Bloodstained Teeth. I read numbers six through ten. It was a ten issue series. I uh, It just wrapped up. I think the tenth issue came out last week or the week before. Uh, Christian Ward wrote the book. Patrick Reynolds drew... Uh, nine of the ten issues. Uh, Mac Chater drew the other. Um, I gotta admit, it always rubs me the wrong way. You do a miniseries, why you gotta have a fill-in? But whatever, that is what it is. I mean, you know, was it a was it a standalone story? Or was no, it part of the? Uh... It's part of the story. But what? But what? It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm not gonna be a downer here. Um, you know, I talked about the book in its early innings. Uh, very fun book. I'm a mark for vampire stories. Obviously, I, um, it's a pretty low bar for me. Um, I think one of the cool things about this is definitely the the the, the color and 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 the, the artistic vibe. Like it is almost like straight out of the '80s, and it's it's these really bright, almost conflicting day glow colors in a lot of places that wouldn't normally go with the visuals. But but I I, I think it's meant to visually arrest you and 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 challenge you. And I like that. Um, I think that's definitely a strong point of the book. The premise is super cool. Basically, there's a a, a, a very old vampire named Atticus Sloan, and uh, brother needs to make some money, and uh, it ain't easy, you know, living a vampire life. So he goes around for decades turning people with money. Uh, they pay him a lot of money to turn them into vampires, uh, and they're called sips in this world. 
like they're you know the the and, and in this in this um like in this vampire setup the only the original vampires those that weren't created uh like the like the original demon infested vampires are able to create other vampires right so like it is frowned upon by the old guard that runs the vampire world uh for their for, for for people to make these sips like that is frowned upon because it's like diluting the bloodline they don't like that so the council that runs the vampires basically gets wind or, or decides that they're no longer happy with Atticus doing this and they basically say to him you got 30 days to track down all the sips that you've made and kill them and if you don't kill them we're going to kill them and we're going to kill you and that's really what the 10 issues is about him trying to track them down and and it's got a little bit of a villain of the week vibe at some points where different because the people he's created have had they've they've got different walks of life and 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 use their powers in different ways. Um, but uh, I would say the book the book got really interesting after they got past the early issues where it was villain of the week and started getting to the point where it's pretty clear that Atticus wasn't going to be able to kill everybody that uh, he created in time to please the the council. And uh, so they try and take matters in their own hands and he has to basically fend them off. And, and there's another protagonist to someone he created. She's a doctor and uh, he creates her and she's using uh, the OG vampires that she's, she's basically capturing some of them and using their blood to cure cancer in humans. And they're the, the, the council's not having that. Obviously they're not feeling that. So it's, it, it all comes to a very bloody and satisfying. Uh, and um, I would say if I'm being completely fair, this isn't like, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't put this in like O'Closker territory, um, it, but it was fun and, and solid. And uh, like I said, it's 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 an interesting enough take on the vampire trope that is definitely well worn and done plenty in comics and other m- m- mediums. Um, I wouldn't say if I was if someone was asking me, hey, what, you know, give me a vampire comic that uh, to read. This wouldn't be a top of the list. But uh, but for what it was, I enjoyed it very much. And uh, and and I think 10 issues was just right. I think th- it would have been difficult to to continue the story for significantly longer without it feeling a little boring. So, right. 10 issue run is a good chunk of story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like it could have even been shorter. Like I said, I think there was a little bit of a oh, in this issue, he's going to go against he, this guy he created, you know, like one of them was a, you know, there's a business guy and then there's a, a, a famous actor and it's like, you know, it's like, oh, okay. And, but, but once we kind of got past that, it became more about Atticus and his, 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 his pissing off the, the elders. Um, and, you know, there's other clever conceits like in this Bram Stoker is actually a vampire uh, and Dracula was <laughs> his son. Like yeah. it was actually, was actually his, like he had a son named Dracula and that was the impetus for him creating the book, like back in the day. And so yeah, there's clever little conceits like that. And it was like, it was just clever enough. And the, and the visuals worked well that, that I, that I, that I recommend it. Um, you know, nice. I wouldn't give it the, wouldn't give it the, the, the holy shit, you guys got to go out and get this. But, but I'd say that if you like vampire comics, it's, it's, it's a worthy addition to the, to the very long list of vampire comics that exist. Yeah, you know what? While we're on the subject of image, this is going to go nowhere and it's going to fall on deaf ears because I totally understand why the the process is employed and it's to make as much money as possible uh, on the singles. But uh, I I, I said it before. uh, So the Fantagraphics um, Fantabucks sale was recently. And in order to cross the hurdle, to get across that $100 or increment of $50 
line, I had to add uh, like 4 or $5 to my order. So I said, what the hell? Um, even though I get the collected editions as they're published, I'll, I'll get a single issue of Love and Rockets because I haven't bought any of Volume 4. And I was like, why not? It, it's a beautiful uh, Jaime uh, Vivian cover. It's number 11, I think. I'll get it. So I added it to my order to push me over that 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 demarcation to get the, an extra $50 in Fanta Bucks. Great. Meanwhile, Wednesday rolls around, and I pick up my books at the shop, and most of them, like I said, are image, and all of them are self-cover. And particularly Savage Dragon, um, by the time I got the books, and and, and I don't drive with the windows open, especially after I pick up my books. I, I don't air out my shit to the elements. I mean, I'm very particular about my paper. But by the time I got my books home, the cover of Savage Dragon had like this little ripple effect going on. It's it's like the the crappy ass circulars that you get in the in the um, Sunday paper if you still buy the Sunday paper. Um, it's very very cheap thin ass paper. So uh, long story short, my comics uh, the Fantagraphics order came, and I'm looking at. The, the Love and Rockets issue, which is only four ninety nine, it's oversized, bigger than a regular comic. It's printed on wonderful, toothy, beautiful paper that holds the ink. It's thicker. It's an experience. And then I look at Savage Dragon and other image comics for a dollar less, and I'm like, this feels like an afterthought. It feels slight. It feels like a throwaway. The Fantagraphics singles, they're giving you an entire experience for a dollar more. The cover is thicker than the interior paper, which I think all covers in the known universe should be thicker than the in- in interior pages. Y- are you guys with me on this? Definitely, yeah, absolutely. I think. Yeah, and it's just uh, so I'm looking at the the, the first the third issue of the Almighty, and the covers self cover. Like, come on, it's so lame, to and and lazy. But I know why they're doing it because let's be honest, what Savage Dragon selling? 10,000 copies at most? No way, dude. That's what I'm saying. At most, right? Probably around six, I would think. Six, six and a half. So Eric's trying to maintain, trying to just keep that money flowing by using the self-cover. I understand it. I get it. But as as someone on the opposite end of the cash register, when I get that Savage Dragon, it just feels like just another link in a in a, 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 a as far as production values. Or I'm not talking anything about the art or the story. Eric's wonderful, and I would never not buy anything he produces. But the product itself is 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 it could be better. It it could give. Um, consumers like look at dark ride but yes it is a sky bomb book okay and kirkman's got the the money dark ride has a car stock cover like that's great it looks wonderful it feels like uh you know you're getting value it's an experience for your comic book buying dollar and it's no more than savage dragon it's still 3.99 so i don't know i just i i really loathe the process of of self-cover it i think it's it's candy bullshit weak ass punk garbage 
Like, <laughs> give us a thicker cover, even if it's only a couple pounds more. The, the consumer will notice, and, and maybe that will propel them to keep giving you money and, and escalate your circulation past 6000 Like, mm -hmm. I, 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 whatever, whatever. All right. So, <laughs> Savage Dragon, um, yeah, I mean, as you probably know, they don't really have sales numbers anymore because everybody's different, but... But so I had to look back to when they did, which is like pre-pandemic, and um, like Savage Dragon number two forty-five sold thirty-eight hundred copies. It makes you want to cry, right? Yeah, because yeah. It, it is without a doubt one of the best books. When Eric eventually gets around to releasing an issue, it, it is one of the best things of that week. The guy makes comics like few others. He's just got a big, uh, big wedding uh, coming up. Yes, yes, and it's a see. Then the cover will be thicker, and it, it will it will lull people into wow, this is great for nine ninety nine. It's a hundred pages. That's awesome. I'm gonna keep I buying. Say, I was strongly thinking about ordering it. I'm you like, should oh, I get in, in in Savage Dragon in a minute. And it's a big issue. Why not? Um, in just in terms of um, <laughs> the old uh, mythical unicorn of comic book investing, right? Uh, <laughs> I will say. That the prices of um, Savage Dragon and particularly Spawn in certain periods when the circulation dipped, those issues go for good money. Mm -hmm. Like I was stunned. Remember when you said uh, the circulation on, on Spawn is ridiculous because Todd's doing the, the covers. Yeah, it was crazy. For I looked there. at what those are going for on eBay. Like it is ridiculous. Nice. And so those are getting turned around. But anyway – um, yes, there are. There's a whole long stretch of Savage Dragon where uh, it, issues go for much more than than cover. Um, it's not gonna buy you a, a a house in the Hamptons, but if you are concerned about getting a return on your investment, low circulation books are the way to go. Right. But anyway, I have something. I was. Um, in uh, talks with uh, the people from this publishing uh, house. It is uh, from Rotopol, R-O-T-O-P-O-L. And the, the website is rotopol.de. So I'm guessing it's German, right? Does that make any sense? It has to be. Yeah, right? I would imagine, yeah. Um, this is published. It's right now. It's published this year. It is um, written and drawn by Max Batinger. And it is called Heimdall. We all know who Heimdall is, right? Heard of him. Yeah. Uh, he is the, the Asgardian um, uh, sentinel who watches over Bifrost, the Rainbow Bridge. Eagle-eyed sentry, Right. And um, that is essentially what this book is about. That um, Heimdall uh, observes. He watches. That's what Heimdall does. And, and he sees, you know, Valhalla. And he sees the Einherjar, which are the, uh, the uh, warriors who fight in the name of uh, uh, just battle, right? They're not, they're not fighting in the name of Odin or, or Asgard. They're just warriors, and they fight. And they 
they do Odin proud by fighting. Um, and Thor's in it, and um, the you know the the Bifrost, the Rainbow Bridge, and there's a there's a wolf in Midgard that is um, supposedly going to devour the sun and initiate Ragnarok. Um, all of this is familiar to us, right? As readers of Thor from Marvel, because Marvel exploited all this Norse mythology as well. But um, what um, Badinger does is that this this book is basically about patterns, patterns of behavior, right? Cycles. Um, the Ragnarok is a cycle where the the uh, the gods rise and then the calamity. Uh, erupts and everything goes to hell in a handbasket and then it starts all over again. That's what this book is about, cycles. Uh, it's the, But the joy in this is in the rendering where it is stark black and white. I mean, if it ain't black and it ain't white, <laughs> it doesn't appear in this book. It's very um chiaroscuro um and the 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 delineation of the asgardians especially heimdall you've never seen uh them depicted in this manner before uh, it's it's very faithful to the mythology but it 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 also isn't very faithful because it's a very design oriented book where um shapes play a major part in the visuals and um the all of the pages are designed based on a, uh, a a shape. Like there's one where there's a double page spread where uh, Heimdall is recounting uh, something, and the motif is a diamond shape. And part of the diamond, I don't want to you know reveal too much, but part of the diamond is um, underwater or reflected in water, and other parts of the diamond are not right. And, and and then there are shapes within the water that are somewhat diamond shaped. Like it's all very cohesive and very well thought out. Um, pages are the the page panels are shaped where the action will take place and are designed to um, propel a visual idea based on the shape of the panel. Like, it, this book is great. Um, and completely out of the blue, I saw a, a preview of it online, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. And I I, I responded to someone because I got a, a, a return on my comment almost immediately. And they're like, would you like to read this? I'm like, sure, I would like to read this. So they sent me a review copy, which is nice. beautifully um, printed. It's prestige format, square bound. And uh, completely done in black and white. Thick-ass, beautiful paper. Great printing because you can smell how good the printing is. And it is just a wonderful experience. It's like 64 pages. Uh, again, you can go to uh, rotopole.de to uh, take a look at it. I'm guessing you could also go to maxbatinger.com. Dot de m a x b a i t i n g e r dot de and you see it's it's really wonderful uh pretty uh, off the grid spin 
on the Norse mythology. Like, it's just really well done. Uh, it's, it ain't Thor. So if you're looking for the, the traditional mainstream approach to, or as we talked about recently, Supreme, like that is well within the, the brackets of the mainstream. This is not, this is something that I would expect from maybe Nobrow or okay. or uh one of the the uh boutique publishers because this is it's a labor of love but it it actually means something uh there are recurring visual motifs which play into the fact that Ragnarok is a cycle behavioral right. patterns are like so it, it's a, it's a very cohesive well thought out uh depiction of these these uh the mythology that we we know so well, but this one may surprise you. You may not know it as well as you think. So check it out, uh, Heimdall by Max Badinger. I uh, I kind of loved all of it. I love it. I, I'm here for any well done take on pantheonic gods. Yeah, yeah and it would fit in w- well within the stuff like um, uh, that that. Um, it, it it would work within the fanographics million, right? Uh, it's a thin book, so like I said, it's not. It's sixty four pages, so maybe an oversized hardcover of this would be um, wonderful. But as it is, as it stands right now, I think it works exceedingly well as it's printed. So go to uh, rotopole.de and check it out. It's wonderful. Yeah, I'm uh, just on the website. I can see like the book right like. The book right next to Heimdall on the list here is the German version, Boris das Kartoffelkind, which is uh, Boris the Potato Child. So yeah, that's yeah. what. Well, to your point, like 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 it's, it's the fanographic vibe. Like I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if this. Uh, it's weird that that this is in English, right? Like because completely it seems like in everything English. else on their website yeah. is in German. Yes, it's totally in English. Now, whether they publish a, a German version and an English version, and in, you know, the person I spoke with realized that I was English speaking, and said, uh, "I don't know." But uh, well, because if you go on the website, though, like it specifically, it has that it has that like a sticker that says, you know, "En" for English, like as if you're telling the potential German buyers, like, "Hey, this is an English comic." Okay, cool. So that's interesting, right? Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Oh, here you go. But there, so there is. Yes, there is a German version as well. Noise. Yeah, makes sense. Isn't the art great? It looks really good, man. Yeah. Look at you getting comp copies all, all because you're proactive and shit. Right. I don't know how it happened. I was just uh, wasting time at work, and I stumbled upon it. And I was like, "Wow, that looks great!" And I told someone. I don't know who it was. That I, I mean, I if, if I dig up the email, I could tell you guys who I talk, I spoke with. And I will do that, so maybe you can get in on this. But um, I should have done that, right? The uh, It just fell into place, and then it was at my door. And I was like, wow, this is really, really well done. It's, it makes you want to check out what else, what else Max uh, Badinger has done, because it seems like he's been a fairly prolific comic creator. It does. That it does, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, but it's you. I, th- I think behavioral patterns are probably the most difficult thing in existence to change, right? We get into these these we are ruts. creatures of habit. Yes, yep. 
Uh, and, That's why and the show stays keeps going. I, I think the thing as far as <laughs> true. I think as as far as creatures of habit, like the Norse gods, have to be the poster children for that, right? You would think after all of these cycles of birth and yeah. and, and rebirth yeah. that they'd be like, "What the fuck are we doing? It's the same shit over and over and over." We're not Dude, getting. It's it. funny you say that because I actually probably think about this way more than I should. Uh, all the like in in fiction and fantasy, the long lived beings, whether again they be vampires or gods or just immortals of like of some kind of nondescript, I often think that they're not. F- it, most often than not, they're not portrayed with the like. Then I don't give a fuck on we that they would have if they really. They that should long. right. They should right? Like, have that because nothing like or board, like we're we're in our you know give or take fifty ish right. Like I know we're but like we're in our like we're middle aged right. Let's just say collectively we're what what you would describe as middle aged. There's a lot of shit that we consume that is just boring because we've seen it before. It's like ah, I've been there. Like imagine if you had thousands of years of living, like you would have seen everything it would all feel right. so rote and unsurprising like truth yeah i think there's there's that's fertile ground like like create like people should like immortals should be just absolutely titillated by different experiences you know like just things that they've never seen before because it's so rare for them or they're dumb as dirt <laughs> like if you if you exist right like or, dogs or, like dogs like every time you walk in the door yeah this is like the greatest thing ever for them like because they just don't know yeah yeah it's because you you can't go through all of these iterations of the same rise and fall over and over and over and not like just want to be like hey stop the, let's take a look at all of the stuff we did the last 47 times this happened yeah and let's not do it this time no but, that's but the they're thing, doomed like, to do it again yeah. it's yeah. just i don't even know that we can properly i don't even know that we can properly evaluate what it would be like because even our own like experiences of of that that we're drawing from are over a few decades of existence yes not so it would be millennia. like a hundred <laughs> a thousand times that like yeah everything would feel like you've done it before it's it's insane yeah, but um, and and also very bleak because now, it's different for like the Norse gods because they continue to die and get reborn. So maybe they don't. It's not quite the same because it does all feel fresh. Well, they got to be maybe. dumb then. They got to be dumb. I mean, maybe they like brain wipe. Like they kind of know that they were reincarnated, but they still don't really fully remember it. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't increase the standing of the Norse gods, in my opinion, at all. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you did the same thing you did last time and the time before that, and you keep doing it. Stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Verily. And I'm going to do it again. Okay. <laughs> Good talking with you. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 right? You deserve what you're getting. But anyway, I, it was wonderful. And, nice. and even more so because it instigated that little uh, explosion right there. Explosion. Explosion. Yes. What are you going to explode all over our faces, Dad? Oh my God! You don't. That's. Oh my God! <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, Vince. I'm talking about what, what oh, he's okay. Regale us with right? what he was reading. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, well, I might as well keep the image of Rama going. Yes. See. 
uh, read the seventh issue of I Hate This Place slash Fuck This Place by mm-hmm. Carl Starks. And, Kyle? Uh, is that related? To, is, is that Kyle's cousin? Did he tag in oh for the issue? issue? I, I said Kyle it. Starks. We said Carl, but that's okay. I said Kyle. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's all right. Go back to the tape. Listeners. I'm looking. That's fine. We can go back to the tape. No, number one, I, I, Grandpa. It's not on a tape. <laughs> <laughs> Play that tape Rewind, back. everybody. Get up. Jesus. So, go ahead, started. Dap, where you were so rudely interrupted. Thank you. <laughs> and are you uh, This issue picks up immediately after the sixth issue where um, Trudy's dad shows up. At the farm. Oh and, yeah, that's right. Uh, I forgot about that. That's right. Like the 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 uh, the cult cult leader. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the religious zealot uh, and his two, I'm going to call them inbred white boys uh, that he has in tow. They uh, they have tied up Gabby and Trudy, and um, Trudy's father is planning on killing Gabby in the morning. It's the, during the night. Her father was just mesmerized by this, these visions of these the dead people coming back and and visiting the house, uh, wandering around the yard, and um, and so like all night he was just watching and he's completely completely enthralled. And uh, so it's morning. He's going to take a nap. He's tired. He's going to get some rest. Uh, says God save the man that wakes me, as he uh, retires into the bedroom. Um, one of the uh, one of these dipshits is uh, telling Trudy that uh, he had a real good time um, taking care of uh, that Phillips girl that she used to date. I had a real fun time teaching her a lesson, and uh, I mean I killed her, but it wasn't because it bothered me that she didn't like boys. I just, you know, it's just what he does. So, um, Gabby's a little stressed, but, uh, she's kind of putting on, it, it's a little bit of an act because, uh, she, um, she is actually, she, she managed to untie herself. And, uh, cause, cause Trudy's telling her, you know, said so I'm, I'm almost loose. Once my ropes are done, I'll untie you and we'll just, beef feet and get the hell out of here and 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 gabby said no, no, i'm already already untied she says Bodie untied me and uh and and so she just she takes off and and she makes her way out of the house and she just starts trekking across the field and she end and, and she's heading towards the woods of course that's supposed to go into the woods um while that's happening dad realizes that she's free he runs after her and um Ammon and, and Jeremiah are going to uh, make sure that uh, Trudy stays put. Um, but some violence ensues there. A uh, lot of action outside the house. Um, definitely a little bit of insight into uh, why Dad is is the way he is. Uh, but there is a... Uh, there's an appearance by somebody from the first arc, and uh, I was quite, quite glad to see that. But man, it it was pretty much nonstop once um once we get out of the living room. It it was just it was 
it, it it's an intense issue um there are absolutely people in this book you are not going to like and will be very happy if you see that uh, they do meet their demise um if that happens because of course sometimes the the good has to put up with a lot of bad before uh it prevails but um but no this is it's it's a weird book because normally typically it probably wouldn't be something that uh that i'd be going for but between the story kyle's telling and this art i just i i can't look away i i just i'm i'm invested with the characters i i just um they uh, they feel as real as they probably could in this setting and in, in, in this type of story uh but but they are gabby and trudy are definitely two characters you want to root for you want to see succeed uh they've been put in a pretty shitty situation and um through no fault of their own and 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 you just kind of want to see that uh maybe um it'll work out for them but they're going to have to deal with a lot of crap before there's any any hint of um of light on the other side of this tunnel but uh but no this this issue is great looking forward uh in a few weeks for the eighth issue and um and yeah i just if if you uh if you're waiting on the first trade uh let me know what you think when you get it but uh but this is definitely something that um I hope it keeps going for a while. Although, well, maybe not because I really don't want to see these characters be put through too much more. But uh, it's it's intense, but in in a great way. I concur. Nice. I think yeah, Top- it's a dope series for sure. Topolin's art is just like ridiculous. It really um, is. It, I get. I know. No, call me. Call me silly. But I get a little Don Simpson vibe once in a while yes. from, from the art. It's like what? Yes. Because it's just so exaggerated, um, super top heavy. Yeah, right on the exaggerations. Just, uh, yeah, but the, but the, the horror, uh, the actual like the more visceral horror scenes are just I think really really well done. I I, I think the actions um, uh, very easy to follow, right? Mm-hmm. And um, at times gut wrenching, which is really good. Like it's it's rare where you where you you know you'll experience something on on the page and you're just like oh like you can feel a cut when a character gets cut or when it, when when a, a character gets their hair yanked. Like I, I I like it when I can immerse myself into the story to the point where I can approximate what's happening to the characters about which I'm reading. Does that yeah you know what I mean? Um, I think this book's really good. Um, I'm glad it exists. Yes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Kyle uh, Sparks is a god's damn beast. Oh, for real. Yeah. Dap. Yes. You asked me uh, through Skype if I wanted to tag team on something, and I didn't Ooh, reply to you because I figured, why the hell not? Uh, we talk about it anyway. And I think we're a little overdue talking about this book. Because it's it's written by um, one of the greatest comic book makers oh of all time. Oh. I see he's oh. laughing, but when I tell you it was written by Frank Miller, then you'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry for." No, for... I knew who you were talking about. Oh really? yeah, 
We haven't talked about Ronin Book 2. We have not. Now, see, um, we're talking about a yardstick here. This book is a yardstick. Um, it, it is also, uh, if, if there are areas of the country that are really inundated with COVID, if they drop this comic uh, from helicopters to the people, the infected, this comic would cure COVID. I, I think you're right. It's that good. <laughs> I don't want to say cancer because that's insensitive, but th- this would ki- very much cure COVID. Um, the it, it's a, of course it's written by Frank Miller, um, and he also provided the layouts yes. f- uh, for Philip Tan and Daniel Henricks, and it's lettered Jason. It's lettered by John Workman. That's finally something worth celebrating. If you don't see the magnificence in Philip Tan and Daniel Hendricks's art, every successive word out of your mouth about art, I will call into question. When we all die, if there is some kind of afterlife, and I'm wrong about that, I will spend all of eternity trying to talk to you and figure out why Philip Tan means as much to you as he does. Well, I'm glad I have an impartial party with me. Because I don't, I can't recall Dap ever um, slathering praise on Philip Tan. But I'm going to ask him, in full impartiality, what he thinks of the art in Ronin Book Two, numbers one and two. There are some absolute, amazingly jaw-dropping images on these pages. Bada boom. I mean, it's. I'm not. I'm not saying it's entirely flawless. There's some. There's some moments where I'm. But that's I'm, what you mean. I'm squinting. But I mean, no. But there are. I mean, <laughs> but but no. There there are, like. I mean, it's it's nonstop double page spreads. But mm-hmm. I mean, the we we we've got the monsters. We've got. Uh, is there's just. I mean. I I have one concession, uh-huh. and I can hear it in your voice. The story's kind of slight so far. Oh, yes. I mean, <laughs> there is a ton of repetition. I yes. I know it says written by Frank Miller, but ah! I think that's a bit of a stretch. You need to tiptoe, my friend. <laughs> Into that, whis- whisper that, suggested by you, Frank you, Miller. You can, I mean, how about mime it? So we'll just, yeah. But <laughs> no, I yeah, the story, so far, the story's not revolutionary. Um, it's Casey had a baby, and the baby's name's Billy. And there, okay, that right there, that is. I will. Yes, I mean, aside from the monsters, Tan draws a gorgeous Casey. Yes, she's yeah. stunning. But look at the bl- look at the counterplay between the blacks and the whites whenever she's portrayed. Like she has that the the white top and the black bottom, and he uses that like exceedingly well against the background. Yeah, and she's beautiful. But it, the issue one is was basically a, a knockdown dragout against Agat the demon, uh, which is spills over into issue two. Billy has powers. Um, somebody from the original, well, another someone, uh, 
from the original uh, appears at the end of issue two. I'm not going to say, but it's 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 basically eye candy, and Frank does tend to stutter in the narrative. <laughs> Like like for like ten pages, he'll stutter. He's but like, that's okay. John Workman lettering this. I'm going right? to make sure he's. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to repeat as many times as possible. I got it. He's ruthless, like, worthless. I just. I. Oh my god. I. I. I, I mean. So did you wait time out? Because <laughs> this is a weird. So far, you guys are giving a weird review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dap, did you enjoy this comic? You, why do you say you sound incredulous when you're asking him that question? No, because no, I'm saying it doesn't sound like he really enjoyed it. It sounds like oh, he, he no, he enjoyed it. it. No, he enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've enjoyed it. Yay! It's 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 two issues, but it's not like there's there isn't there are a lot of pages here, but there's not a lot of meat. To really right. kind of just sit down. I mean, you're 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 basically getting washed over by the artwork. It's just mm-hmm. you're 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 getting immersed in that more than anything else. And I think, I when it's titties, I cannot <laughs> wait. Oh yes, yes, AI titties. I cannot Ow. wait for. I cannot wait for the hardcover to be collected, for the hardcover to be released, so Jason can finally read it and tell us that he's blown away. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll be. I'll be blunt. It will be a long time before I read this. Just because I don't, I do not have the affinity for Philip Tan like Vince does. And, and I, it has been a long ass time since I felt Frank Miller was a writer that wasn't in quotes. So, and you guys aren't selling me that he's, that he's refound his, 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 his quill. And no, <laughs> there, there, I mean, there are really cool concepts in this. Um, yeah, but like, this sounds to me a lot like, and I know this is Satan, like DKR too. Like, like Ronan was amazing. It's epic. Like, give me Ronan. I'm good. I don't need more. I don't need. I don't need another attempt at it because because it all it will do is 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 lower the average. Like Ronan as it stands is an all timer. Give me Ronan. Cool. Like DKR all time great comic. Get, like cool. Like I don't like I don't need it diluted in my mind. I don't need it diluted in my heart. I don't think I'm this good. dilutes this... anything. No, um, no, I know you it, don't. But this, but, but this you, is you unlike know, you, got, you got Frank Miller's. Uh, that's true. Ass. So that's you know, yeah. You're not I, objective I, when it comes I, to that. I, I'm not. I'm not. But um, this is this spirals out of Ronan in a way that DK two did not spiral out of the first one. Fair. Um, it, it, DK, DK2. What I've gathered from you guys and others that it is a a more legitimate like sequel of it. It's it's not. It's, yeah. It's no. It, it, no. It, I mean, and and uh, the the Ronin is uh, the warrior does appear in this. So he's sure. it, it, it is a continuation of yeah. Ronin proper and in, it, in it, every it, respect. But it is freaking. Gorgeous. This are I'm not. I know that I'm a fan of Philip Tan, and I always have been. But this is like boss level Philip Tan. It is. You know, it's a beautiful looking book. It really is. It 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 truly is. Like I would not. I I probably. I'm looking so hard. It looks pretty great. I, I'm not I'm, gonna lie. I'm, I would <laughs> pro- if you if if you handed me this book and you asked me to guess as to who drew it, I don't know if Philip Tan would be in the first three artists I would mention. 
Well, you got to give Daniel uh, Henricks. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, because I don't. I mean, I, where the the former begins and the latter ends, I don't know. Uh, and 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 again, Frank's doing the layouts, which probably means that Frank is roughly just scratching out some kind of uh, minimalistic figure mm-hmm. work, just like yeah, do this kid. Uh, like with the the, the the mini comics from DK three, right? The the uh, if, if that right, I, I I I smiled when you know Casey's letting Billy know who he's named after. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know there were little things like that where it's like oh that's that's neat. so I mean it as far as the pacing and and the presentation it, it's more like early image than it is DK two. It it's just it 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 there's. There's a lot that they're throwing in your face. <laughs> I got I got to throw this at Jason. Jason, scintillating dialogue from Ronan, book two, number two. <clears throat> okay. Uh, <clears throat> I think I know uh, rats! You are rats! 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 <laughs> and worse than rats, tapeworms, cursed tapeworms, eating at the bowels of a god. My sphincter tightens yes. around you in contempt. Like, that is... <laughs> That's amazing. I knew Sphincter was. It does not get any better than that. I saw that. I read that page, and I said, "Sphincter's definitely making its way into the shop." Oh yeah, Sphincter. Who doesn't love a good Sphincter? But gee, the the big oh, ass, the big ass fish. When we get the "I am a god, the immortal." The immortal. Oh god, this book is so great. <laughs> well, listen, like all things, I, it, it found its audience, and that's great. It did, yeah, yeah. I think you'll like I, it. No, I'm not. I'm not going to front. I once you once it's done. Well, and, and again, the art here looks pretty impressive. I mean, I but, think but I, have, I, it's, it's honestly though. No, I mean, but but uh, but to be told, like this, your guy's review of it sounds to me like a Frank Miller book. Like like that. Like like that is the last twenty years of Frank Miller comics. Like no plot that makes any sense. Really ridiculously kludgy dialogue and incredible art. Like that's that's Frank Miller comics. That's what, I mean. That's what it is. Like I, I think that's the that's the social contract of when you pre-order a Frank Miller comic, what you should expect, and it sounds like he's delivering. Which is cool. Like, I, I don't know if I can counter any of that. <laughs> right. So that's cool. I mean, I did have to recap with the first issue before I read the second because it has been a minute. Because it's been five, six months, though. Like, it's, that'd be the case. No, it's, it's like, it's yeah. like, it's, it's, yeah, but it's, it's, there's a it's, gap. Yeah, it's a kind bit. of bi monthly. Um, it's, uh, and it's, no, but it was more than bi monthly, right? Like, the first one came out in November, right? 2022, yeah. I don't yeah, remember. It was if it was no, I don't remember if it was no, November or December. Well, this came out in March, right? So it was four months between the issues. That's just because the, the art team are just putting so much detail. Oh, my it. point is, it's not whether it was intended to be bi monthly, it's, it's on a, thrice annually uh, scheduled yeah, it's, it's, it's a quarterly book it, but i think it's the it's seven issues right isn't it i was gonna ask I, yeah I, i'm pretty I sure it'll be on your uh 2026 o'closker's right no yeah. it, it, it'll probably be on every o'closker <laughs> oh, up, yeah. up until then <laughs> yeah it's Favorite a one- single issue that year is that yeah, the year one shot single no issue. seriously yes. if you guys uh, listeners if you're not buying this in single issues you're doing yourself a real disservice because it is i i as far as i can tell you two are the only two people in comics that i know that are that own these issues i think yeah i think you're right 
The thing is, I mean, not to like, and again, it doesn't. I don't think Frank cares because he's laughing all the way to the bank. I mean, the those layouts that you that were probably just pencil scratches. He's probably trying to pee a page based on what his stuff goes for. So I don't think he's hurting in that regard. But like, I, you must admit, like, I don't, like, I don't cannot think of another person that's talked about these books like good bad or indifferent like just like you know hated on and loved them like i i feel like the, the challengers guys nobody like none of the podcasts. no i just feel like nobody that. like i mean i'm sure people are buying them but like i haven't heard a single person other than you two jamokes talk about whether well, they like them or not i mean you know when a when a quantum leap happens like this in in you know the medium but ronan like of all the frank miller didio frank miller presents books that we've been solicited like Ronin should be a book people are talking about. Like, out of curiosity, you would think a big chunk of us would try the first issue, right? People are, are slow to, to to pick up on, on stuff. I don't know what it is. It, it, pretty much the best thing coming out is is ignored. Whatever. Uh, you can't make people buy stuff. But the, We're not we, saying that Ronin's the best thing, right? Uh, I think Dap and I were. But anyway. No, Dap um, really wasn't. One of, wasn't. one of the things that completely baffles me about this book is... Uh, number one, Frank Miller presents they're not selling digital editions. Mm-hmm. Okay, that being said, um, leave a like and a comment in the. Um, usually, the companies that um, do not parlay in digital, the pirates will find a way, whether they scan it themselves or they get their hands on on whatever the the uh, companies used to uh to uh promote their book within whatever circles they they deem necessary what i'm saying is uh, almost everything appears on the pirate sites whether sooner or later i have yet to see a single frank not that i go to these places every day but i like to keep abreast on things and i have yet to see a single Frank Miller presents book being traded on the uh, the illegal. Uh, well, it's interesting because that would explain why there's absolutely no buzz on these, and why the majority of comics review sites haven't even reviewed it. Right. Well, it plays into your notion that um, people just don't buy comics; they steal them. Yeah, and, and this, it's true. This is a great example of like whatever the number is, it's at least ten to one, sure. if not higher. Like, oh, yeah, people like to just read read comics digitally for like illegally. Yeah, but but that like I'm what I'm saying is like even uh, I've seen a lot of of bad idea stuff on on some sites, mm-hmm. uh, which means they're scanning it themselves because bad idea doesn't parlay in that right, either. Right. But nothing from Frank Miller presents. Well, maybe the scanners have like old head nostalgic love for Frank, so they don't want to talk about it like that. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. I mean, it's it's stealing is wrong, you know. Um, and and just you should pick up just from the sound of our voices that this is like the greatest thing. Get it? <laughs> That's what the, okay. Cool. No, I really am genuinely glad you enjoyed it. All right. All right. Dap, how long is it going to be until he gets his hands on that beautiful oversized hardcover and be like, yo, yo, did you ever hear of Philip Tan? This guy's down. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, he's... I mean, like, I guess that's funny, but, like, it's not true, first he's, of all. Philip, like, number one, <laughs> Philip Tan is an amazing illustrator. Philip Tan. He is the better Tan. I mean, oh, definitely. an amazing piece on one of my jams, and, and I have forever love for him for that. But why has it got to be tied to you? 
It's always got to be about me. It's my. I, I'm the star of my of my story, dude. Like, it's right. yes, but star of her story. Like, it's it's it's. I'm writing it though. Like, what has he done for me? That's what I care about. Well, you should investigate some of his books because you'd be very surprised. No, listen, you be. Very, I'm very careful with my with my words. I didn't say I disliked Philip Tan. I said I am not. It's not a draw. Philip Tan is not usually a draw for me. He's not someone like oh. Philip Tanner on that? I don't care what it's about. I'll read it. Like, that's all I'm saying. I don't have a problem with his art. I just am continually mystified at your adoration for his art because I think <laughs> if you break down his style by its components, those that he'd be compared to, you hate. So he's like this unicorn where, like, he's the one person that does that kind of art that you love. He's He's wonderful. Yeah, it just fascinates me. I think like, I've, I've always because, loved him. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I know. Um, well, I do know why because he's very, very capable. Right. Um, uh, he makes beautiful marks, and he has done. He's evolved over time to a point where now um, there are sections of the rainforest that get replenished with every stroke of his his pencil. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yay! Go read Ronan Book Two. It's wonderful. Did either of you watch that Wednesday show? Yes. I yes. thought it was great. Yes. Oh, my God. I hated it. I tried one oh, episode. Oh, you I was did like, watch? I, I oh, tried one episode finally, one and I was like, because oh. Holden was like, Dad, have you watched Wednesday? I'm like, nah. So we, I was like, dude, I, I I, am just completely mystified that this is a big hit. Like, I cannot wow. fathom it. You hate everything Adam's family. I do. so entertaining. I just don't like goth stuff, I think, because, like, I hate uh, the crow. Like I just don't like like goth is like not my now, thing. Now David hates you. <laughs> no, well no, done. I had to I had to break the news a few years ago to our boy Justin because the goats like I mean the, the the crows like his thing like like yeah. like he gets crow commissions and it's like his and and I I had never seen the movie and during the early days of the pandemic like the very like when we first were all shut in like not sure if the world was ending I watched it and I just was like. I was like Mystery Science 3000. It's, I was like, I was like, there is so many things about this movie that make no sense that are bad and like it's like corny and and that's like and I started like going in on it and then I'm like, nah, I gotta stop because like Justin's not my friend anymore. Like I can't, like I, I just gotta like stop and be like, nah, this wasn't for me. Well, one of the things I love most about Wednesday is the fact that they gave Poison Ivy, um, and I'm not talking about anything from the DC universe. I'm talking about the Cramps. They gave her a nice fat check. For using Gugumuk in the uh, the dance sequence, mm-hmm. did you see that far, Jason? Um, no, if you only watched the no. first episode. Oh, no, you only watched the first one. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. Um, Wednesday, I know, is the title character and supposedly the draw, but the big thing for me was Enid. I love Enid. the The roommate. Yeah. Yeah. The the werewolf that's stuck. In yeah. The, yeah, I think she is amazing. Cute as a button, but you throw a werewolf at me, I'll take a werewolf over, um, you know, a, a gothy uh, chick any day. Yeah. Yeah. I like Wednesday, but I, I think the series was, I didn't expect to like it. I didn't. Uh, well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm in the minority. It was a smash hit. I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest hits on Netflix in the last five years. So it's, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't, don't, and it's don't, nice mind, to don't mind me. It's nice to see my man, Tim Burton, getting. Finally, you know. I think that's what it is too. I'm just not a Tim Burton guy. Who? 
Yeah. Mm. Like, I would, like, if I had a magic power to erase any one film from the cultural ethos, it would be Nightmare Before Christmas. What what, what broke you in life? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Listen, you know I love... I was worried he was going to say Pee Wee. I love the traditional Christmas shtick, dude. Like, Nightmare Before Christmas is anathema to me. I cannot deal with it. Like, it hurts my heart that it exists. Days of this show are numbered. <laughs> I was there. It, was, it was a good run. It was a good run. What did so, you think I was going to say, Dad? Pee Wee. Oh, P- oh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. No, no. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee's Big oh, Big Adventure. Oh, is that Tim Burton? Yeah, that's fine. You know, I'm not a huge Pee Wee Herman fan, but about Beetlejuice. Was... <laughs> love Beetlejuice. You love that's Beetlejuice. A... Okay. I mean, so it's not. I mean, I get. You know, you're not really. You know, you know, you're not keen on everything. I love Beetlejuice, but it's, of course. I mean, like, of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. How could you not love that movie, though? Come on. That's that's low ball in it. That's not even uh, emblematic no, of Tim Burton's work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I like Anton first. Yeah. Need to find Gotham. He's a big, big deal Still, on the, to this day, right? But a big deal on the covers. Remember when they did release those Anton first sketchbook yes. Gotham covers? Like, oh, yeah. gotta have that. Now you, you, I, you'd say Anton first to the kids reading Batman. Now they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Fuck. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. The anyway. Is he dancing? <laughs> Is he a singer? <laughs> <laughs> Where did Jason go? You take the dog out? So, uh, yeah, it sounded like the dog came right now. Oh, did he leave a message? No. Um, but anyway, I one of the things it doesn't make sense to talk about it because he's not with us right now. Uh, I really want to talk about Wolverine. Why isn't he talking about this book? Probably because unless you're current, he'd be the only one talking about it. I'm very current. He Good. doesn't. I know why he doesn't want to talk about it because it portrays his dude in a very unflattering light. Was it by his dude? I mean Hank McCoy. Oh right, yeah. They are. They are. There's a, a motion at Marvel to transform Hank into the Dark Beast from uh, Ages of Apocalypse. Mm. I think Hank works far better as a villain than he does a hero. And I know Jason doesn't share that sentiment, but uh, there is some shit that goes down in Wolverine that will curl your toes. Like I, I, we talked about it before. Hank pays to murder Logan in the beginning of this arc. Like he flat out pays for the opportunity to kill his his friend, and wow. and he separates his he separates his head from his neck. He beheads him. It's insane. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a, a like a remember the Parliament of Reeds. Yeah, there's like a uh, a cadre of beasts now, whereas he he's he's replicating himself. Uh, it, it it's absolutely insane. The book is just nuts, and um, Rip is on the art, which you know you know what you're going to get um, in most cases when when Juan Jose Rip is on art. It is just visceral, gory. Um, Crimson Stain mayhem, but he doesn't talk about it because of the Hank angle. He doesn't like it when, and, and Hank's kind of chubby. 
He, and he said to me, remember he said on the Slack, where yeah. he his like, he doesn't like fat ass piece. <laughs> like, it, that's your criteria for not liking the story because He's Hank a has a couple ass. of pounds. But yeah, he Hank has transgressed. He's not. He's not the, the oh my stars and garters anymore. And I think that hurts Jason's heart. It would hurt mine. I have, I don't have a whole lot of love for Hank McCoy because he's just, he takes the good things from the best characters in other parts of the Marvel Universe. Like the hairy, feral, you know, bestial form. That's just Logan, right? That's Wolverine. Um, and I know, did the beast come first? Yeah, the beast came first. Mm-hmm. Right, but whatever. Yeah. No, I mean, not the, that was oh, the about. Furry? Right, the furry beast. That I think that predated Logan, right? Pretty sure. I'll look. But anyway, like he's super smart. Oh, well, like there's no one else extremely smart in the Marvel Universe. But it just seems like Hank was a bit player for a lot of years in the X-Books. Not in the Avengers, but in the X-Books. I just never glommed onto him. Like even under um, Simonson who I thought, uh, like Wheezy and Walt, whatever. Uh, I think they got the character more than most writers and artists. But um, I don't know. I just, I don't like Hank very much. But for me, he works really well as a villain because it's like my friend is turning against me. Well, my, my friend just paid a person a huge sum of money for the opportunity to slice me to ribbons and murder me. And then mind control me into doing his his business, his nasty business. I I think Wolverine's great. the The book is legit great right now, and Jason doesn't talk about it. I gotta change that. Uh, yes, furry beast. Uh, Amazing Adventures number eleven, cover date March nineteen seventy two. Well, hell yeah, it predates. Is when he underwent the is when he underwent the radical change to. They mutated it now, familiar furry blue, originally gray. And Wolverine's first appearance is covered, dated October 1974, Incredible Hulk number 180. I'm so sad. Or 181 for November. I'm so sad for selling that. I'm so stupid. That is one book I never had. It is It is one of the uh, glaring holes in, in my Incredible Hulk run. Oh. And he's back. Yay. I was yeah, talking about. Little, dog, talk little about dog issue there. Had to take care of him. That's fine. Right? I was talking about I don't Wolverine. Know, our, old man, our old man's hips are. He's, he's having trouble. Like, How old is he? To, uh, almost 15. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, just today. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if he, he might have aggravated his. Uh, like some hip issues. Like maybe maybe this maybe today when he went out walking or something. I don't know. But uh, you know, we got the hardwood floor. So he was like. I could hear him like flailing, trying to like get up off the floor. So I did yeah. go and like help him out and get get him get him going, get that get that uh, momentum going. So yep, he's a good man. But I, I was talking about Wolverine and your reluctance to to discuss the book because it it doesn't paint your boy Hank's picture in a, a very flattering way. Yeah, why they got to make him fat? It doesn't make any sense. No, but regardless of the fact that he's fat, but it. My issue is it's comics, right? And like every other character looks the same that they've always looked. Like Professor X is like seventy and dude is felt. Like 
Wolverine still looks the same. I don't know the healing factor, but like Gene and Cyclops still look like they're 28. Like, why is Hank gotta be all fat and out of shape because he's like in a lab every day? This doesn't make sense. Like, I don't like his physiology would make that impossible. I don't like. It just doesn't. It bothers me. Okay, but I think the point you're missing is the fact that Hank makes a far better villain than he does a hero. Yeah, I know that's your vibe. I mean, and I'm with it. Like, I don't mind that they're having him involve in the Dark Beast, but like. I like Heroic Beast, man. I have a lot of fond memories of Heroic Beast in the Avengers and the X-Men, so... My man, he killed Wolverine. He killed him. And then mind-controlled him. Yep. <laughs> we, should be, we should be shaking people on the street and saying, read Wolverine, because this is great. And you just, like, you don't want to go there. No, like I said the last time we wrote up, I enjoy it, I read it, it, it but it, but it's it's... As someone who reads all the mutant books, it's not at the top of my stack. It's, and it's it's like it's it's fine. And it's based on betrayal. There's like layers of betrayal in this book. Not only Hank, but Wolverine's, you know, uh his his buddy from the the the, the FBI who Hank is blackmailing into betraying him. Like it's just like Wolverine can't catch a break in this book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean I guess it's like, I think there's there's a fine line between being willing to do things that your peers won't because you feel it's for the greater good, like the old, uh, you know, the ends justify the means versus like pure villainy. And like Hank's seemingly moved into pure villainy. Yeah. And that doesn't interest me. But the, but not Hank, though. He's using Wolverine to enact those. No, I understand. But that's, I mean, Wolverine being used as a vessel for uh, mayhem and murder and evil is not new, right? Like, that's that's often what happens to him because he can he is, subse- he is susceptible to his darker impulses. So, right. yeah. yeah. Dap, um, the Beast has been using Wolverine to assassinate anti-mutant uh, sentiment. Those that parlay and anti-mutants. Yeah. So, I mean, old dudes getting slaughtered in their beds. <laughs> like, he'll, Wolverine will go into, like, uh, media outlets and destroy uh, reporters and their hard drives and stuff. Like, it's it's insane. Yeah. The, 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 it's ridiculous. Like, Wolverine is just killing everybody in this I book. mean, the only way this ends is it has to end with Beast either being killed or exiled. So, like... Right, right. Yeah. And and not only Beast, but, like, the, whatever they're calling it, the Council of Beasts. And and now it's it's uh, Weapons of X. There's not just, not just one Wolverine. There's, like, a, a freaking bunch of them. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wow. so good. <laughs> and a beast got a friggin' underbite. Right. Yeah, he looks like that. a he looks like a pug. He got a friggin' underbite. Uh, okay. But what did you think about the newest issue? 32. I haven't read it. Oh, I won't tell you who shows up. Maybe I should cuz maybe you'll want to get on it. Well, I, re- I will read it. It's, I have it. It's Let me tell you who who pops yeah, up. Sure. Maverick. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, no, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm down for that. All right, Maverick. I like Maverick a lot. Mm-hmm. Got gold armor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like, like, and you know, X Force is obviously a book that's got a lot of my my main characters. It's got it's got Wolverine. It's got Domino. It's got Sage. But like, 
they're making Sage an alcoholic, and it's like really? big time like, alcoholic. Yeah, but it's weird, like because like okay, like she's an alcoholic, but then she wouldn't be effective anymore. So, given the level of responsibility she has, I think that like the powers that you would pick up on that pretty quickly. Cause like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, you're not you're not yourself. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, it's just yeah, I'm not like Sage is like a human computer. Like that is pretty much what she is. So I just don't. I don't see her getting her drink on like to the point of excess. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know. And they got to get the plants off of my girl Domino. Like it's enough already with the plant arm. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good because I'm on high artist, so I don't feel compelled to buy any of the art because she's. Yeah. But like, you know, I mean, my my girl's a beautiful, beautiful woman. She she doesn't. I don't need half of her body covered with a plant. Like it's my my girl with the eye patch. She's it a ain't beautiful. Right. It ain't right. And, and, I need you. Can you just admit something to me? Okay. The X books haven't been this good in a long time. Well, I won't. No, I won't say that because I mean they're not as good right now as they were during Hickman's run. But I I think this is the inertia from the Hickman run. Yeah, but but I'm saying I'm I'm feeling like we're seeing the end of it. Like we're like we're we're. It's you're not going to get this analogy per se because you're not a sports fan, but it's like. There have been lots of examples where coaches have come on to take a team that's already stacked and like they've won. But then once they get their system and their players into this to the team over the next few years, like they start to suck. I feel like that's where we're at with the mutant books right now. Like there's still enough of the structure and um, mythology that Hickman built there that it's more often not still pretty cool. But they're slowly but surely moving away from it, and almost every decision they're going to make moving away from it is going to be lesser. And so i I worry well, that we're like I, I worry we're like less than a year away from bad X Men comics again. Well, nothing lasts forever. I know, but that bums me out. And we both know hearts can change. You know, <laughs> at least my man Hickman's coming back to Marvel to to do his magic on the uh, the, the the gods, which would be fun. Eh, yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll read it. Well, I'll read it for sure. Yeah, I, I think the, the... And I'll wax lovingly about it, much like you wax lovingly about Frank Miller. Oh, it's freaking no comparison, but whatever. <laughs> That's true, I agree. Yes, in my favor, <laughs> but whatever. Um, I think Hickman did a massive service to the X-Books. Right. And Even, I, I don't understand do why they're abandoned. Like, don't abandon it. Just keep rolling with it. I know, that's he, the thing. He gave you a very fertile... Uh, like I feel like they're already setting up the councils all betraying each other, and Krakoa is going to go away, and then it's like, well, we're just back to action st- again. I think we still got a good two, three years of it. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I don't. Oh, okay, this is a, a given. I don't read Marvel books, but I make a point to check out these X books because they're so damn good. Yeah, that the, makes me happy. The, the Big Bang that that Hickman instigated. It's it's still. Uh, spreading out so all right what are we doing um let's see let's take a look at the little clock on the wall here clock all right let's bring it home how about that your call producer hey everybody if you want to get collected editions omnibus manga other stuff go to our sponsor cheapgraphicnovels.com they have everything at a mere pittance um, of the retail price, such as, I, I told you before, the uh, the uh, Warlock 
Omnibus is 40% off at CheapGraphicNovels.com. On Amazon, 20 well, 19% off. Do the math. That's double. You're getting double the discount at CheapGraphicNovels.com. Better service. The way they pack is ridiculous. I, I got a bunch of Berserk volumes from them. Each one was individually wrapped, and they were wrapped together within the box. And I was like, wow, this could survive a nuclear holocaust. Maybe. Uh, just go there and remember, if you're a first-time customer, what you got to do is make an order, place an order, and when you get your confirmation, reply to that saying, 11 o'clock comics sent me. And what you will get is free shipping credit for your second order. So you're going to want to load up on just everything for your second order. And then you'll get used to the massive discounts at CheapGraphicNovels.com and you'll stay. See, we're doing you a favor. Just do it. CheapGraphicNovels.com. In your travels, big, big doings over at Rebellion. David. You know what I'm talking about, David? I'm thinking you're talking about some 2000 AD. I am. In particular, 2000 AD Prague 2326. Facts. Which features a beautiful, a great Rogue Trooper cover by Cliff Robinson and Dylan Teague. But the story that I want to talk about is the initial chapter, I believe there will be 13, in a brand new Rogue Trooper saga, which is illustrated by Patrick Goddard. Do you know who wrote it? Pat Mills. Nope. Tony Esmond. Nope. Garth Ennis. Oh. Oh. Yes. And of course, Rogue Trooper was created by Jerry Finley Day and some schmuck named Dave Gibbons. Um, It's the first chapter, so it's a mere sliver, but uh, it obviously takes place on New Earth. And if you know your Rogue Trooper, um, it's always been, uh, well, not always, but for for a long time, it it was set up to be an analog between the uh, Civil War, World War I. There's a lot of of, uh, lines you can trace from the narrative, but you have the the fascist Nazi-ish Norts and the Democratic Southers, and they're continually, perpetually at war. On New Earth. And New Earth is located uh, strategically near a black hole. So both factions, you know, pop in uh, everything through said black hole. Uh, There are two weeks out of the year where New Earth's orbit brings it into closest proximity with the black hole. It's called Night's Horizon. And we have the, the Rogue Trooper, Big Blue, and his uh, digitally encoded uh, buddies, the remains of his friends, Gunner, Bagman, and Helm. And as always, uh, Rogue Trooper is searching for the uh, the traitor general, which we, I don't think, um, I haven't seen the traitor general in a long time, but if the editor's notes are to be believed, this story takes place one year after the events of 2000 AD Prague's uh, 327 to 332. So we are going back a ways. Like Garth is plumbing the depths of the Rogue Trooper mythology. 
on this one. Um, long story, very short, because it's, again, it is the initial chapter. Rogue Trooper is searching for a, a, a Souther training facility in order to gain some intel on the traitor, and the shit hits the fan. You have uh, Norther soldiers warping in seemingly at random. He can't get a beat on them. Uh, th- th- as soon as he he he's, he uh, gets a target in his sight, something else will come within his field of vision. And, like the landscape seems to be shifting. Like everything seems off, right? Chaos reigns, and uh, Blue is, he's ultimately pinned down. There's gunfire everywhere. He he pulls the pin on a grenade. He's ah. Uh, and then he's rescued by a unit of uh, Southers, which very much resemble British infantry from World War uh, One. Where the story's going, I don't know. It's the first chapter, but it's Garth Ennis and uh, Patrick Goddard. It looks great. It is black and white in a magazine that is in almost entirely color. So it sticks out like the proverbial sore thumb. I don't know where it's going, but... Dagnabbit, I'm in. I love me some Rogue Trooper. Uh, there's really funny, cool uh, banter between uh, Blue and his buddies, who, remember, they only exist on chips within the helmet, you know, the, the pack and the uh, the helm. So it, it, the, the, the concept is, is uh, very, very rich, and it's going to be neat to see what... The, Garth Ennis does with it. So, run, run, run out and get 2000 AD Prague 2326 for some damn Rogue Trooper. And there's a pretty neat gar- um, a pretty neat uh, Judge Dredd story that illustrates very uh, cleanly how much of a prick uh, Dredd can be. Because he's hmm. nothing but uh, beholden to the law, and Hello. one of the one of the citizens of a, a mega city got killed in the crossfire, and the 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 people who live in the block put up a, a shrine or a memorial to this fallen uh, person in the street, and you just can't do that. So dread incinerates it, and then they put another one up, and dread incinerates that. And they put another one up, and he's like, the fuck? And he incinerates it. But, it, I mean, zero heart. It's all about the law with Dread. And I think that was a very effective way of just showing how beholden to the law Dread is, where yeah. someone got killed, and the people that have survived put up this little remembrance of them, and Dread's like, nah, not having it. Can't bend the rules when you're Judge Dredd. No, you can't. No. 2080 Prague 2326. Very, very good. Get it. Do it. Yep. Uh, in your travels, this uh, surprised me. I decided to just give it a shot on a whim. Um, unfortunately, it falls into the same... It represents the similar problems I have with uh with some of dc's books but this is actually a black label book that acts behaves like a black label book um none of the language is blocked out or or uh 
deciphered with hieroglyphics. If uh, if somebody wants to say shit, they'll damn well say shit. But this is Waller versus Wildstorm, book one, written by Spencer Ackerman and Evan Narcisse. Uh, Jesus Marino is your artist, although there are inks on ten pages by uh, Vicente Fuentes. Um, it takes place in the late 80s um cold war is ending and uh this is basically if you're a checkmate fan you'll probably enjoy this if you're a wildstorm fan you'll probably enjoy this if you're a wildstorm fan you'll probably enjoy this more than i did because you'll know who a lot of the characters are without a scorecard i Visually, you know, I know who Deathblow is. At no point, really, is he actually referred to as that. So, like, unless you knew what Dark Rimage was, you're going to be a little behind the eight ball. Um, Battalion is basically the main character in this story. Lois Lane is interviewing him. Uh, and uh, it shows the early days of Amanda Waller in this position and just being an absolute cutthroat throat bit she is she is very um she's misleading she uh the battalion opens up to her and and uh basically you know lays things out on on what he's doing and uh and she's nodding and going along with it until she escorts him out of the room and there's adeline kane um who's in charge uh who's ready to arrest him and basically says if if you you know if you fire if, if you power up if you use your abilities um i will arrest you and uh and and basically he's kind of he's he's demoted in the sense that he can no longer be battalion but he's still he still holds some power uh within checkmate it's it's a pretty decent setup issue um it's it's Lois Lane before Clark Kent before Superman. Uh, Steve Lombard is actually the the city editor for the paper because she's over in Gamora and and that's you know he's he's basically uh, she's he's the editor that that she's calling when she's reporting on the story that she's writing. Um, the uh, there's uh, there's the Stormwatch mentioned because of course it's Battalion. Uh, but he's, it, it is a little bit of a mystery. There's some intrigue going on because he's trying to get to the bottom of things, uh, using Lois to kind of, um, he respects Lois because she's not, um, she's, she's not choosing sides. She's, it's, it's hard for her to see, you know, who's the good guys and who's the bad guys are. So, so she's, she's objective in that regard, but, uh, the, um, the, the art's pretty solid. I, I, you know, I've, I've like Marino's art, but this this works pretty well here as far as the story goes. Colors are bright. Um, actually, colors. I don't think I mentioned um, Mike Atia uh, A T I Y E H. So, not familiar with the colorist, but uh, but it's definitely a nice bright. Uh, clear looking book but yeah i i um it'd be nice if i knew who 
the characters were. I'm pretty sure this is a dude from Wetworks. Uh, Grifter is here. Deathstroke is here because you can't have Adeline if if uh, if you're not going to have her uh, her husband. But yeah, there's just um, it's it's a little bit on the violent side. There's uh, there's definitely some more going on here that uh, that we have to um, get to the bottom of. It's Deathstroke in his old outfit, so I'm 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 happy to see that. But uh, yeah, I, I I said I didn't know what to I didn't know what to think figured you know if it's if it's waller of course it's going to be there's probably gonna be a suicide squad connection here somewhere but it just seems to be at least the first issue firmly rooted uh in the late 80s um and the early days of um of wildstorm from the image comics days but uh but yeah i um i dug it i am not uh i'm not familiar with the writers uh actually ackerman writes for the daily beast he wrote reign of terror um and evan is a video game writer who also wrote black panther and um gotham knights and miles morales um but yeah i'll i'll uh, i'll check out the second issue to see if um i can still follow along with uh the little bit of information they're willing to give me as far as the story goes but uh but yeah i dug it i, I it it was a surprise so in that sense because of that because i was um pleasantly surprised i'm i'm gonna call it my uh my new travels for tonight nice the waller how do they draw it? do they draw her uh no well because it's uh it's it's her uh it's her early days. She's uh, oh, okay, she's not okay. svelte, but she's she, she's younger in the face. She, she she's got some hip action going, but uh, but no, she's not uh, she's not the um, the, li- the 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 stocky librarian looking woman we've we, we've seen her in uh, in other books. Okay, right. I think that's where the the DC films got it right. I mean, I mean, I think Viola Davis is a fantastic. Yeah. Viola woman, Davis absolutely. is just yeah. I mean, she's so. stunning to begin. I mean, she, she's she's great in any role to begin with yeah she makes a great wall yeah for sure um i am torn gentlemen because uh i have uh is weighing on my mind that i won't be here next week and i have several things that i had hoped to praise oh what to do it's tricky it's tricky um so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna in your travels quick hit a few things how about I do a praise-o-rama? I'm going to do a praise-o-rama. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to start off with uh, with two, count them, two Matt Kent books. Uh, for those that don't know, Matt, he's worked with Dark Horse for a long time, but he has his own imprint there now called Flux House. We got two Flux House books uh, this this past week. Well, mm-hmm. this past two weeks. Um, first up was uh, actually the more recent of the two. It came out this week. Uh, first issue of a uh, of a new series called Hairball. Um, it is about a, a creepy as fuck cat. Uh, it is written by Matt, drawn by Tyler Jenkins, who is a, a very longtime frequent collaborator with him. They did Grass Kings together, Fear Case, Patch Delivery Service, so they work together a lot. Um, but the premise is just bizarre. It, it it you know Vince, it actually had a little bit of an Edo vibe to me, honestly, mm. which is high praise. Um, the, the premise is a, a a young girl. I don't know that we know her age. She's she's probably like preteen. Um, she's adopted by 
a couple and on the day that she's adopted a um a black cat shows up as well like a stray and they uh, she wants to keep the cat and they let her keep it um and uh and and the cat is just freaking like weird and like at one point the cat bites her arm <laughs> while she's asleep and like out of the two fang hole marks these like worm-like things come out of her arm. Nice. Yeah, and like then they like hang out under her bed and like grow into like more bestial things. And then like another point, the book's called Hairball. Um, the cat throws up a hairball, but like the dad, who's like sort of a douchebag, like drinks a cup of coffee and he's like, "This tastes horrible." And like the hairball is in the bottom of the cup, and like then like clearly there's something amiss with what was like in the hairball and what it's doing to him. It's like very strange, man. It's like weird ass shit. Like it's definitely like, like, like grotesque weird horror. Um, and, uh, definitely like very hard to describe. You have to kind of see it. And, and Jenkins does a, like a watercolor painting vibe here. Uh, I think I assume Hillary Jenkins is the color system as his wife or his sister or something, some relation to him, but, but, um, but yeah, so, so, so definitely weird, um, I'm not sure we really know where it's going yet, but that's kind of part of the fun. But but it was definitely Edo esque enough in its grotesqueness that I'm coming back for more. Um, the the much easier to review and and easier to praise book uh, because it's already done is Mister Mammoth, which is a hardcover, um, which came out last week. It's 128 pages. It is also written by Matt, uh, drawn by uh, at least as far as I know, a first time collaborator for him, a French artist named Jean Denis. Pendant. Um, what's interesting about this one is even though this is written by Kent and it is published here through Flux House at Dark Horse, this was apparently a Bond dessinée, two-volume Bond dessinée that came out in Europe last year um, that Matt did, and then they're bringing it here for intern, you know, for, for its English version. This was delightful. Um, the the titular Mister Mammoth is like a gigantic, like seven foot tall uh, private detective. And he is Sherlock Holmes-esque. He is known to be the greatest private detective alive. There's no case he can't solve very quickly. And um, despite his being seven foot tall and super strong, he is pacifist. And uh, to the point where he is covered in scars from being ridiculed and beaten up and assaulted over the years because people challenge him in his manhood and his toughness. He's such a pacifist, he won't fight back. Uh, And he allows himself to actually be maimed and hurt uh, rather than defend himself. That's how much of a pacifist he is. He gets, uh, as with like any noir detective setup, like person shows up, gives him a case. Uh, the person that asks him to do the case, there's, you know, there's more than meets the eye. And uh, and and the cool thing about this was like it, it gives you a very common premise. Like we've seen a million times of like private detective. Someone shows up at the door with a case and he starts investigating and there's more than meets the eye. But like the twist we get in terms of who Mr. Mammoth is his ties to the client, what how it unfolds is just breathtakingly creative. It was um it was basically like one of those aha moments where when you realize what's going on and you get the big reveals, it felt like um watching usual suspects for the first time and you realize that that Kevin Spacey's Kaiser Soze. Spoilers. For those that haven't seen a thirty year old movie. Um it was like that kind of like, oh, shit, like I didn't see it coming. You know, like I didn't see the twist coming. And I'm like, oh, that's great because it's 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 hard in our old age not to see where things are going. So highly recommend that for sure. And then last but not least, probably would be the best thing I read this week. Um, going back to the old fan of graphics uh, uh, table. And that is Miss Davis, a graphic biography. Um, 
it's uh, it's by the team of French creators Sybil, uh, Tito Delacroix, and Amazing Amazian. And they are the same team that did the Muhammad Ali graphic novel a few years back. They're back telling a graphic uh, biography of Angela Davis. I hope most most of you listening know at least the name Angela Davis. You might not know a lot about her, but if you don't, this is the perfect way for you to learn about her. Uh, she is still alive and well, and uh, it's nice to read a biography of someone who's not long dead. Um, but I thought this was beautiful, and the thing about it is you start reading it, and um, I was not – I have not read the Ali biography, so I wasn't familiar with um, with Amazian's art style. It's, like, pretty straightforward at first, um, you know, good, but, like, almost looks a little photo reference and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is not atypical to what I would expect from a biography comic, but cool, like, I'm here for it. But the neat thing is, and to their credit, is uh, over the course of the book, it shifts in its visual style each chapter completely. Like, one chapter is cartoony pencils. One chapter is black and white comic strip. One one chapter is painting. It's like, so, and it's the same artist doing it all. But, like, it really, really surprised me in a wonderful way how many different styles that uh, that they put in this book to handle each chapter of her life. And it roughly covers her childhood through her uh exoneration uh from you know she was accused of murder and then cleared of all charges so it covers like from from the late 40s until the very early 70s like probably like 72 73 um but uh just thought it was wonderful you know i i was familiar with angela uh, uh, you know a reasonable amount already and um you know certainly this is like surface level right i mean it's a it's a comic book about a very complex and and nuanced person's life. And, uh, she's, she's, for those that don't know, she's a, she's a, you know, a, a revolutionary. She is a, a, a communist. Uh, she's a professor an abolitionist. She's, uh, you know, it, it very complicated woman. I mean, she's, she's had some very incendiary viewpoints, some of which I wholeheartedly believe in support others. I probably don't. Um, but, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Someone you should know about if you don't yet know about her, you should solve that by taking advantage of this wonderful graphic novel, which again is simply called Miss Davis, a graphic biography. Well, look at that. That's a deluge at the end of that episode. Yeah, it was like a dump, you know, I had to dump it. You feel better? I do. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak to these beautiful people for two weeks. So, mm-hmm sad yeah um, you can see you're real broken up about no it. i mean it's sad <laughs> <laughs> Woo. but you know what um don't be sad because we'll be back next week probably with someone in tow uh we love you so much go out there and please cheapgraphicnovels.com take a look at our patreon woohoo patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics one one no apostrophe audio and mm-hmm. while you're there yes. while you're checking out the patreon you can do a filter for books of the month. You can do that tag, book of the month, or you can just check out the post from Saturday, from April 1st, where you get to make your suggestion for April's book of the month. Click the link in, to do in the post. Right. That'll get you to the form. And then you email address your suggestion. And your name so we can give you a shout out if that's the one we pick. Please don't reply to the post. Don't send us an email. Don't post it on the Slack or Facebook or any of the other socials. It's only going to count if it's on the form. I can't do it for you. 
can't really make it any simpler. Just click the link for the form. Wow. Will Jason be part of the book of the month this month? He That's should be back in time. Yeah, what? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm going to remember this when you are He's not gone leaving in state. three weeks when you're gone. for. Where was I? Oh, yes. You get audio. If you are a patron, you can do what Dap just said. Vote or comment uh, on the book of the month. You also get audio files, like two to six hour audio files a month. Stop. No, that, I'm laughing because you write six hours of extra nonsense. But that's fun, though, right? Oh, and, well, I'm sure it is, yeah. Yes, but um, in the future, there will not be one audio file, it'll be two. But anyway, you get audio files, you get images, you get comic book pages, you get downloads, um, camaraderie, because we have a dedicated Slack channel where everybody gathers every single day and talks about a whole mess of stuff. It's the new it's the water cooler for the new millennium. Yep. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Also, uh, go to a comic book shop or cheapgraphicnovels.com. Download some comics uh, if you pay for them. And uh, come back and we'll talk about them next week because we love you so much. Kiss your pets, love your loved ones, and say goodnight. There's a lot of alcohol in this wine. It's 15% by volume. Like, there's a lot. What? Uh, David. Good night. Watch him screw it up. Uh, Watch him screw it up. Mm. Watch him screw it up. Uh. Jason, you don't want to sing with me? (laughs) Maybe a different song. Ah. Vince, I know you're not much on the the wrestling like we are, but you would appreciate that uh, MGF had MJF Day this this weekend. David, he sang pennies from heaven, entire pennies from heaven, like no, like it was amazing, like with absolute pure. See, that guy gets under my skin though. (gasps) He's supposed to, dude. He's yeah, he's the only thing keeping wrestling going. So. phenomenal now now see the thing that gets me is that you on the slack were throwing stones at Riho, and like i think she's great she weighs 85 pounds so what i just don't believe i just don't believe she can beat anybody's ass it's magic cool i mean put her in a marvel tv show have her have powers Good job, David. Excellent work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I try. All right. We're back next week. Um, we love you. Tell them that. Yes, I won't be here next week, but I do love you anyway. Yeah. No, you'll be here next week, so it's not a yeah for you. No, I'm saying, yes, you love them. He's you not be. your oh, puppet. Oh, well, you were saying, yeah, like, yeah, me too. He's not your puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Dance for me. That's it for that one.